Little Billy Mudlin's house. I'll just go down the chimney here. Oh, little Billy, what are you still doing now? I, I know I've seen. Little Billy, you didn't send me a list this year. I know you love movies, so I want to ask you, Little Billy, what kind of movie would you love this year? A good movie, not starring Chevy Chase. What's that? You want a movie where they kill a cat? <laughs> Have I got a movie for you? <laughs> that sounds like bullshit, Santa. You... You love Randy Quaid, right? No! He, cer he certainly won't go crazy at any point in his Can't life. Can't you just put him in a home? Everybody loves Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh, Santa, you suck balls. <laughs> suck I my know, balls. I know. <laughs> I already I, got him out. I was waiting for you, you piece of shit. I know. I've been drinking a lot this year. <laughs> Here, I got your Christmas vacation, you little shit. Uh, now get out of here. No! Hey, oh, Mom and Dad, shoot that piece of shit! He fucked us all this Christmas! Kerplam, kerplam. It's tardy to the party. We follow pop culture holes with various pieces of media. We missed the first time around. It's a beloved Christmas classic. Yeah, it's beloved. Christmas time. It's what is it? Christmas Eve, the day this is coming out? Uh, I think it is. Yeah, you know what? I've Christmas been so I, I'm, I'm behind on work stuff, so I've been trying no, to fight against Christmas. the tide it's of time this this Christmas. Mobile top, happy uh, Hanukkah. It's Christmas God. Day. Oh, hey. fuck. So this All right, is so here we wait, are. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. It's, okay. It's, it's it's a Christmas classic. We're gonna talk about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Go ahead, Bill. Here we are at the end of all things. I've been threatening <laughs> to do this thing for the podcast. Pretty much since the inception of this podcast, whenever I uh, started being all like, "We, it's Christmas, we got to do Christmas stuff for Christmas," mm -hmm. and this, after this, I've kind of officially run out of uh, uh, Christmas things that are beloved by people that I have not yet seen. This is kind of the last big one, and yeah, I had suggested we do this pretty much every year for the five years we've been doing this podcast. And, a, and I you said, were, yeah. Chevy Chase. <laughs> you were not into Christmas, and you are specifically not into Chevy Chase, so you always pushed mm -hmm. back. But now, because we've run out of stuff, we had to do this. And I, oh, I should say, man. yes, I, I, I've never once laughed at Chevy Chase. I've never found him really? funny. So I'm, oh. I'm coming. No, no, I don't. No, not that I could think of. <laughs> this is even before you, you officially found out that he was just a horrible, horrible human being. Uh, it's not like hasn't his... that hasn't that always been known? I mean, it's always been known, but only if you're like kind of paying attention to Hollywood interviews and stuff about you know mm -hmm. like keeping up with like news from when comedians talk about like what a fucking awful human being Chevy Chase is. And it's he, yeah. Chevy Chase seems to be the most loathed man in Hollywood who isn't like a sex monster. He's just yet. he's just hated just because he's yet. well exactly who knows he fucked look at that face he probably that fucked that cat got. to death until it exploded in the movie and they used it for a prop <laughs> who the fuck knows but as far as we as far as the general public knows he is just hated just because he's just an awful human being he's the yeah. last person person who should be starring in a Christmas movie about joy and love and together uh, togetherness and friendliness and all that shit because so oh all that God. to say I also I'm not a big fan of Christmas yeah 
So all that to say, I'm coming in with my own biases that yeah. um, I said I was. There was no humanly way I was gonna like this movie. So take that as you will, people who love this movie. Hey, Bill, you love Christmas, right? I love Christmas, and I did like you, the other two you, vacation movies. Yeah, I was gonna say you like the vacation movies, right? Yeah. Um, hey, Bill, what'd you think about this movie? <laughs> I wa- literally just got done watching it half an hour before I started recording. That movie ended, and I was like, that's it? <laughs> and that's <laughs> fucking it. Literally smash cuts to the end. And I was like, there's not even a last joke at the end of the movie or anything like that? It's just, you I know, guess the last joke is the dog is still sniffing, again, with the balls in this podcast already. But I guess the dog is kind of, like, sniffing uh, Chevy Chase's balls, or at least, like, looking... Uh, it's just... <sighs> so um, I never wound up seeing this movie, despite... I don't know how, because they played it on TV, like, I every know, year. that's the funny thing. You know, Which is, I think that's why people like it. Uh, this movie came out and Well, this movie came out when I was in high school, or when I was right about to enter high school, so I wasn't that much into, like, I gotta catch up on every new uh, Christmas movie that comes out. And so... It was funny, too, because, like, even a couple years ago, I was talking to my mom on Christmas. I called her up to say, hey, Merry Christmas and stuff, and she started talking about how she was watching Christmas Vacation and how we used to watch it all the time when I was growing up. And I'm like, not necessarily. That movie didn't come out until I was a teenager. <laughs> and by then, we, my family had stopped doing so much, like, hey, the whole family gets together and watches, watch Christmas stuff on Christmas Eve or anything Ma- like that. Maybe you repressed it. <laughs> it's entirely possible. I just punched everyone and ran out of the room, and they had to tase me so much. I just lost that memory of that evening. And well, my, my parents would watch it was on a cable and stuff like that, but it was never like... like when we were younger, my family would watch a Christmas story all the fucking time because my family was one of the first families that got, got in the ground floor with that Christmas story shit. So that's something we did watch as a family all the fucking time. But again, that was mm-hmm. when I was like ten years old. But, but like I said, by the one this so the other thing that's that's the reason why we're talking about this movie now is it's the thirtieth anniversary of Christmas Vacation having come out. It came out December nineteen eighty nine, mm. which is funny because it came out like the same week that the first Simpsons episode. Also, do debuted. So that's two Christmas comedies in 1989 debuting that involves a shitheaded dad bringing home a Christmas tree with a live animal inside. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the Homer Simpsons does the same thing, and, and Simpsons roasting on an open fire. I thought but, there was just a birdhouse in it. I didn't. Think uh, there was nobody an well, that's bird. the. I think a couple birds fly out. That's but you know, birds nah. don't wreck it. But it's, it's still the same joke. Like uh, on Christmas yeah. Eve, a dad is forced to go out and t- uh, cut down a free tree. Um, but. Yeah, I I remember seeing commercials for this as a kid, and I was like, eh, I mean, another thing. I mean, that's I guess they ran out of holidays. I guess they had to do a Christmas one. But the trailers never looked that great. Mm-hmm. And, I, again, I was just kind of growing up, so I wasn't that worried about who just... I, I could say that, too, but it's, it's funny, though. A year later, my family and I, we did go out and see Home Alone, and that was actually fucking hysterical. So it's not like my I was completely beyond going out to see a Christmas movie with my family. Um, not that I ever really watched that much after having seen it the one time in the theater, but, uh, but yeah, I somehow never, I mean, I had seen bits and pieces just, like, again, even living at home with my parents for the last couple of years of my teenagehood, it would, it might be on cable or something like that, and I might catch a scene or two, but I never sat down to watch the whole thing. You know, um, probably the, the, the harshest thing I can say about this movie, yeah. it's gonna sound like a horrible insult because it is. Um, I laughed more watching Ron Howard's The Grinch than I did this movie. 
at least the Grith, the Grith has some kind of freakish weird shit going on that that could still be kind of... Well, did you laugh at the stuff you were supposed to laugh at, or were you just laughing at all the wrong stuff in, in the Grinch? The Grinch? There were a couple jokes that landed. I mean, again, Jim Curry, Jim Curry doing his best and going nuts, you know, he's gonna... He he he, yeah. he he does so many goofy things in that movie. I guess out of the thousand things he does, I, I guess I, mathematically yeah, I it, three yeah, of them are does, gonna have to hit. But it does help. Jim Carrey's a funny comedian, and Chevy Chase is—he's <laughs> the eggnog of comedy. He and he never plays. He always plays the exact same. It's always just Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase with a different name. At least what was Jim Carrey in, what was... will mug and di- like. At least he'll put on a different costume, even if he's mugging the same way. Um, How bad was comedy in the seventies that people were like, "No, Chevy Chase is a good comedian." Especially for Chevy Chase. To I, get I know, I, I know. Saturday Night Live was, "Hey, we'll say have guys say sandwich for 12, 12, to- 12 minutes, and that's hilarious." And we'll have a guy, we'll that's, have a samurai cut salami, and that'll be hilarious. That's the crazy thing is, I've always heard about how full of himself that Chevy Chase is, and I always assumed. That was, he was, you know, one of the founding members. I think he was one of the founding members of Saturday Night Live. He was definitely within the first season or two. I don't know if he was there from the very beginning. Uh, but I just assumed he only got a big head as a result of that. Hearing, like, people from Saturday Night Live back and they'd talk about he was a dickhead from the mo- Like, even before they aired the first episode, he was just chevy. He was being a fucking dick to everybody. And yeah, it's like, how did this guy ever get a fucking- cr- I know it's Hollywood and, like, uh, awful people are rewarded all the time, but, like, how did this guy even get his foot in the door? Didn't Bill Murray, like, punch him in the face or exactly, something? Exactly, yeah. And so, like, I, I think, like, every time they've ever had an SNL reunion ever since, they've had to keep them in, like, two separate rooms. And so when you when you piss off Bill Murray enough that he punches you in the face, you have to be a pretty fucking despicable human being. <laughs> and uh, by all accounts, that's exactly who uh, Chevy Chase is. And, and, and it's not like so, he hasn't any defenders, too. Even the people who don't uh, claim to hate his guts are all like, well, Chevy's just Chevy, and you got to deal with it. And it's just like, oh, that's the best defense you can launch for this motherfucker. Fuck. So, I've never seen the other Vacation movies because they have Chevy Chase in them, so why the fuck would I? <laughs> See, that, that, that's the thing. Uh, what, I mean, he's been in stuff I like. I only found out he was an asshole until years after that. So. What, what, what works in those that doesn't work in this? What's missing from this? You know what? I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. I, it is weird that the, the other two... I, there's multiple vacation movies there's more than two but I, i've never seen like vegas vacation or what the fuck else i'm talking about the original vacation and european vacation Europe, european vacation is even i know it's terrible but i still have a nostalgic affinity for that stuff it's weird because i don't know if i'm just uh projecting uh onto those first two films because i saw them when i was even younger uh than than I was a little kid when I saw those, but I remember the first two vacation movies moving a lot faster and having more actual jokes. Maybe those jokes weren't necessarily all great, but, like, those movies seem to move faster than Christmas Vacation, which Christmas Vacation is going to be a little bit slower just because, it, you know, uh, the first two vacation movies, the first vacation movie is just summer vacation stuff that Griswold is driving cross-country to get to uh, Wally World. It's a fake Disneyland. And so they're going from state to date to state and getting all kinds of hijinks. European Vacation is the same thing, except they're running around Europe being chased by Alton, you know, different fucking countries and shit like that. And, of course, by virtue of this, I, I appreciate that they did the thing where the instead of the Christmas vacation, they go to Hawaii or something like that. They stay home and all the crazy shit has to come to them, which I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But this is a way slower movie, which, again, that's not even necessarily that bad. But I thought there'd be more, like... I thought the casting of the parents of Clark Griswold and his wife 
would be like I thought there'd be funnier stunt casting, and I thought like the like the like in laws and stuff were actually, would actually like be characters who did things in the movie. But no, all the old people in this movie are just like this vague gray cloud of of oldness, and they're not funny at all. I guess the funniest it, stuff it, you get is with the one uncle guy who shows up two thirds of the way through the movie, the guy with the wig and the, and the stogie. Oh, hilarious! Uh, and his wife, fucking olive oil. Um, but this is the terrible thing. I don't want to make it sound like I'm just hating on this movie to hate on it. Because that's such a, again, we try not to be YouTube about shit where we're just gonna, like, smash on shit for the sake of smashing on it. Like, I try to have an honest opinion about this stuff, but, like, I'm generally surprised as, as for how much I've seen people jerk off about this movie, how underwhelming it is. And it's not it, terrible. It, I mean, I know you have your problems with this shit, but like, it's like, there's nothing in this movie I can point out as being pointedly terrible. I think the yuppie neighbors are stupid. Like, they oh, could have done some more, something some, more interesting I, than I, that. I think there's some ab, just terrible parts in this. Uh, did you look up any of the trivia or anything about this movie? It was as boring as the movie. <laughs> the only thing I've ever heard about this movie is supposedly this was going to be uh, Chris Columbus's first directorial effort. Chris Columbus was the screenwriter who wrote uh, The Goonies and Gremlins. And uh, those did well enough that, like, I guess the studios were like, hey, congratulations, we're going to put you in charge of this new vacation movie. And so I guess uh, after two days of filming, uh, he just said, fine, fuck it, I can't deal with this Chevy Chase motherfucker. And he's, like, specifically quoted as saying, I know, like, this movie can make or break my career, but my career is willing, I'm willing to worth tanking it if it means I don't have to work with Chevy Chase piece of shit anymore. And he walked away. And I guess John mm. Hughes liked Chris Columbus enough that he was like, okay, I feel bad. How about I have another Christmas script? How about you film that instead? And that turned out to be Home Alone and Home Alone. Chris Columbus did make Home Alone, and that did launch his career, and he went on to, off to make uh, the first two Harry Potter movies and a whole bunch of other kind of nondescript stuff. But uh, his career did recover <laughs> as after, after saying fuck you to Chevy Chase. And that's so the only thing it... I know about this movie. So, like, even... Do you think it's Stockholm Syndrome? Like, I, It's gotta be. I don't know what it is. And like, it's not like Chevy um, Chase is funny enough to justify putting up with his bullshit. Like, I, I, saw some s- of, I saw some of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer last night, and I was like, people like this? Don't you know. See, that's the thing. I, that's the, I, if I saw that first blush, if I had seen, seen Rudolph now for the first time, every, I'd probably be like, what the everybody fuck? Everybody treats... <laughs> Everybody at the, Nor- at the North Pole are horrible assholes. My bathroom reading material for the last month has been the book about the making of Rudolph, and I've been pouring over every little bit of detail while you're sitting there watching it last night going, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, oh no, but I, because I grew up with it. Again, that's what I want to slag on this movie too bad, because I can understand what it's... You're talking to... Again, and also, like, I love the movie Toys, so it's not like I'm above... <laughs> I know what it's like to enjoy garbage too, so... But, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was just really impressed at how just kind of, like, kind of slow and pokey and not necessarily, like, knee-slappingly funny this movie is. I thought there was going to be more heart in this movie, too. That's the weirdest, weirder thing, too. It's not like the other two vacation movies have a lot of heart, too, but there's a couple, like, there's a scene in the first vacation movie where the movie slows down long enough for uh, uh, Chevy Chase to have a, a beer with his son, and they kind of have a little bit of a heart-to-heart. And mm. I don't know if anything like that happens in European Vacation, but as considering how many people love this movie and consistently claim how much better this movie is over the other two Vacation movies, I assume there would be more of an emotional component to it because the comedy itself, just knowing the comedy from the other two movies and knowing the kind of comedy stuff Chevy Chase likes to engage in, 
like, I knew it couldn't have been the comedy, so I'm assuming there must be some kind of emotional component to the movie that pushes over the top other than just the Christmas theme. And no, that's kind of the thing that amazes me, because the movie is empty. In terms of yeah. that, like, there's no emotional component. Probably the best scene in the whole movie, well, at least my perspective, you, got, you probably don't have a best scene, you probably <laughs> think all this, all this shit is bullshit. But uh, uh, my favorite scene was the scene where he just gets locked in the attic and he's watching old home movies, and it's super dopey and sentimental, but of course I'm going to love it because I'm an idiot. Um, but that's not funny. I mean, the biggest joke in that scene is the fact that he's forced to put on women's opera gloves and a Madeline Kahn <laughs> turban because that's the only clothing up there. But, Ooh, good um, stuff. But I thought the more, there would, there'd be a couple more bits like that in the movie to kind of like bind it. Like, like a Christmas story is a huge thing for a lot of people because that movie is funny if you're stupid. <laughs> but that also <laughs> does have a lot of like, oh, there's enough emotional... Um, enough of emotional thread throughout that movie to kind of bind everything together, and that would be a sentimental favorite for a lot of people. But yeah, I don't get it for... Do not get that for, with with Christmas Vacation. For better or no. for worse. I, I'm, I'm no. kind of... Maybe I need to see this... Co- I mean, it's a cozy movie. I get that because it does take place... It's at this, this, this fucking rich people's house. This huge house. All the if, if it's a John Hughes movie, it's about rich people living in the Chicago, Chicago suburbs in a, like, a $20 million McMansion. Um... Yeah. But it's cozy. I mean, it is cozy because it's all about, like, okay, it's about getting the tree. It's about, you know, like, fucking the Christmas dinner. And, and but, yeah, aside from the coziness, yeah, I just don't see it. I, I feel bad. I, apologies to anyone who loves this movie. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just not really seeing it. <clears throat> I, I think that's perfectly fine. I think. <laughs> to the point, you um, know what? I was almost tempted to say, hey, fuck it, we can talk about something else in this podcast. <laughs> And I was like, I don't think it's I don't worth want, it. I was having I to don't sit want through to... this movie to fi- for me to finally we finally do this movie, and then I finally go, eh. <laughs> that you would shoot me, but no, I would have been fine because I didn't take but... any notes or anything like that. I just kind of like I took mental notes, but yeah, yeah. Um, eh, well, we should probably dive in rather than you talk. About it, but yeah, we'll get we'll get through. It, it starts so, off with uh... a cute cartoon. Is, do you think that's cute? It's cute. I couldn't get over the terror. The terrible song that was playing over it. Yeah. And and how how they use sound effects sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah, I get the feeling this this little cartoon thing at the beginning was done a little of a budget. It was animated fine. uh, The CGI sled was a little confounding. I was like, oh wow, this movie came out late enough they were using using, a CGI sled Mm. for that stuff. Um... I mean, anyway, that that goes on and happens. There's and Santa stuff, Santa literally, and then yeah. they're, they gotta go get a tree. Yep, they're Which, on their way to get a tree, singing Christmas songs. I can't slag this movie too much because, I mean, there's things that happen in this movie that my family did because my family, all the, every year we went out, we actually went out Christmas tree hunting just like this. Although mm. we went to a Christmas tree farm. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. For Christmas, my family would go out to Indiana, Pennsylvania, which was the self-proclaimed Christmas tree capital of the world because it it was home to a thousand different Christmas tree farms. And so there were some places where you can kind of get a Christmas tree in the wild if someone just happened to own, like, a Christmas tree tree forest. That's just a forest. (laughs) But there were some people who actually... There are some people who actually had like you know Christmas tree farms. We just have you know like 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 rows of Christmas trees that you know they grew <laughs> in, in my family. There was the old McGregor farm. My family would go out to do pretty much uh, this. old man McGregor. Yeah, McGregor. But they were good. They they would bind up. They they would uh, tie up the Christmas tree, and it was all very cute. And uh, um. 
So you actually know how heavy Christmas trees are? They're not that heavy. I mean, I've lifted no? my share of Christmas trees to and from the car. Uh, mm. When I was, when even when I was like 13, I was like carrying Christmas trees by myself. I mean, it depends on how I'll... big of a Christmas tree you get. But it was great because, yeah. like, at the farm, sometimes there might be a, a guy who would come with us and be like, "Okay, well, if you're looking, you might want to get think about getting the silver coniferous." And he would explain the different Christmas tree breeds. And of course, we would just get the biggest. We would kind of do this where we get the biggest dumbest tree. And again, I've also pointed out Christmas tree capital of the world, Indiana, uh, Pennsylvania is also the home to uh, who's the fucker from It's a Wonderful Life, not Jimmy Durante. No, Jimmy Durante. <laughs> Jimmy Durante's It's a Wonderful Life. I'll lasso the moon for ya. <laughs> I love the idea of, of like, 75-year-old him <laughs> doing everything else in that movie, but... Uh, I'm gonna jump off this bridge now, that's for sure. So you've actually seen A Wonderful Life? I've seen I, I, when I was young. I okay, I was gonna say, because, like, if I we ever did anything like else, any more seven. Christmas stuff in the future, I was thinking about I stuff that you could do. No, yeah. I don't want to do that. Anyway, they're Christmas tree driving. Anyway. Yep, uh, so Clark's a piece of shit right off the start. <laughs> it's really hard to, like, I wish, if he didn't have to kill his family, it would be totally service to the world if Chevy Chase died in the scene. Yeah, he won't let a beat-up pickup truck pass them. When they try, he speeds up yeah. and flips them off. Way to get in indignant and put your family in danger. That's one of the things about his character in the in the uh, in these movies. Well, I mean, again, because it's not really his character, it's just Chevy Chase. He's always a dick, too. <laughs> And he's yeah. always getting himself into trouble, and his family's always like, Oh my god, Dad, what are you doing? You're gonna get us killed! And, yeah. and like, bad things happen to him, but he never... He never learns. He never... Well, it's not not so much that he doesn't learn. He just... Like, if something falls on his head, he just blinks a couple times, and then he's fine. The, the, the things that impact his life never impact him that's like, he's, he's not affected by them yeah so it i think that's part of why i know people talked to like chevy chase's whole thing on saturday Night live when he played like ford yeah. his impression of ford was he fell over great impression and everybody's like no chevy chase good prop falls he's not he sucks ass at them yeah that's funny because he's not doing I, any that's physical comedy in the movies too well and man me too me as i get and older that, that that's just I and uh, to finish that thought. Yeah, I, I think that's partially why Clark Griswold doesn't work as a character for me because his comeuppance that he so richly deserves never affect him. Yeah, it's always just little. The, the, probably the the fact that he almost doesn't get his bonus in this movie is probably the worst thing that threatens to happen to him in any of these movies. But it doesn't, in fact, actually, he gets a 20%. Not only does he get his bonus, but he gets, like, a 20% bonus on top of his bonus. He's rewarded yeah. for being an idiot. And, yeah. man, I hate to say it, but as I get older and I get more, even more, I've always had a class warfare bug up my ass my entire life. And But as I get older now and get more frustrated with fucking baby boomers ruining everything, it is more <laughs> just like this fucking rich baby boomer from fucking Chicago who's got this, again, he's got this fucking mansion, he's loaded, and oh, like, gonna, fuck I'm, this guy! Like, this oh, whole family could burn in hell, as far as I'm concerned. Bitch about this asshole and his dumb financial. But that's the thing—he never. Later. Despite he's such a, I know it's a comedy, so you're not—they're not gonna kill is the he, guy. So, but like, it's—he's not a sympathetic character, though. Is he supposed to be likable? I mean, a lot of people. Are you supposed to be on his side? Oh no, I he's supposed to. Like, tell. this whole movie is supposed to be—he's the everyman, but. 
I think a lot of reason why a lot of people like this movie, and especially identify with Clark Griswold, is that he gets to be a dick, but he never has to really be punished for it. He's a dick in a way that his family goes, kind of rolls their eyes and go, Oh, Clark! But, like, he lives in this super insulated world where he never actually has to uh, confront the, the, the stupid shit he does. And, like, mm-hmm. the worst things that happen to him in any of those movies are things of his own making. It's kind of like a, he's like a rich, wily, rich white baby boomer, wily coyote who never actually really yeah. is. He, instead of an anvil falling on his head, it's just like, oh no, his poor relatives show up and, ah, just, yeah. And this is so, coming from, so again, I'm a fan of these, the other two movies, but, yeah. and, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I hate they, his poor family because my sister's pretty much cousin Eddie, but like, I get to mm, appreciate worth. Anyway, shut up. Though. So anyhow, this the speed up truck passes them, and then it slams on the brake because some asshole driving flipped them off and was wouldn't let them pass for a bit. Yeah. And then this has nothing well, to do with Christmas. It's all about when, weird. I when, don't drive, so this whole is all lost on me. So Clark uh, is an asshole. Clark. He this truck uh, this 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 uh, trucks stop short in front of him and so he wants to pass him again even though his wife is like i don't want to be dead on christmas he's like you want to be behind somebody that drives like that it's safer than being in front of him but anyway he passes them again is and, it safer uh, to be the... yeah, i don't know driving so you can keep i mean rad you, they could ram your ass from in front they can't really ram you from if, if they're in true. front of you okay. Anyhow, I don't know um, how common this is too, where you have like vehicular combat on the streets. I, I don't think it is very common. Also, it's winter. They could be in an icy patch. You shouldn't be driving like an asshole. That's anyway, uh, he passes them, insulting them as he does again, and then his wife says she doesn't want to be dead, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to say. Say, and he says the right thing and says, "I'm the one doing the driving." All right. Yay, Clarkers! All the hero to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's not paying attention and drives right under a logging truck. It's it's a little doofy. Like I, because he's for some reason he's the only person in the entire car who's not looking at where he's driving because everyone else is doing the oh no Clark where are you going and he's like looking mm-hmm. off in the distance and he just decides to pull uh, pull over to the side and then they're stuck under the truck. Yep, and then they drag that joke on for a while. Goes on for a while. I get the feeling that like whoever they replaced Chris Columbus with this, I think that's part of the thing is like. The gags in this movie, I can see why they're supposed to be funny, but they're not executed very well. They're not edited this really very well. No. Some of the jokes kind of go on for a while. It's not necessarily like knee slappingly yeah. funny. You can see like, oh, isn't it funny that they got stuck doing this? But it's not like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why people like it. Like maybe they edited these these parts down on TV, and that's why people like it. <laughs> exactly. They actually it's... edited the jokes to work. You know what? They probably had to speed the movie up by twenty percent to fit in more commercials, <laughs> and maybe that's what makes it more palatable. Because now the movie kind of moves at a fun clip. Yeah. Anyway. So instead of inching out from under the truck like he should do to make sure his family's safe, he just whips the wheel to the right or whatever, and almost hits a snowplow, but whips the wheel over again. Oh. And and they, they hit a ramp and fly through the air and they and lift that joke the... wholesale from the first movie because they do the exactly mm. the same thing where they drive their uh fucking uh car right uh grand canyon they, they drive off a cliff and, and the kids end up in the front seat all the shit so yeah they should probably buckle up with this asshole driving the car it is like 1989 so it's before seatbelts are invented <laughs> yeah that's true it is um, funny how my family, we never used our seatbelts. And even, like, when they started, like, making seatbelt laws mandatory in, like, the late aughts. 
or in the early aughts, my family was still fucking. <laughs> like, it's like, it's weird to be in a family that's like specifically like seatbelt phobic. Like, no, they're mm -hmm. not gonna tell us what to do. We're gonna, this is the Wild West. We're gonna keep our freedom <laughs> by not wearing our seatbelts. Anyway. Yeah, so weird. anyway, they, they land in the parking lot for a tree farm or whatever, and they march forever through the snow to find a tree in the middle of nowhere. His daughter freezes, that's the joke. And they oh, find a tree yeah. With God rays on it, and it's too big for their house, but he's an idiot and forgot a, a, a saw, and the music even goes wrong. And what else is the this guess, movie? It, it's a wrong. I guess movie. the kid is, is he's, um,. Uh, Big Bang Theory and Juliet Lewis is the daughter. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter because they barely feature in this movie at all, but yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um. Also, I guess take your... people from Chicago pointed out that, uh, it's ridiculous because they're out Christmas tree hunting in these, like, giant mountains covered with trees and, uh, mm. Illinois is flat as a pancake. <laughs> so, it's mm. the Midwest. There's no mountains in the Midwest, but. Yeah, also, I don't think they'd be able to get a Christmas tree out, roots and all, and put it on the car. You would need, like, one of those, cr like, tree-picking machines that rip it out mm -hmm. of the I mean, it's a comedy, so the whole point is, like, you're kind of fucking with the laws of physics here, but, yeah. But they drive home, and the music's all like, do-do-do-do-do. Oh, the music in this is so it's like, bad. that's the beginning of this film that's so beloved by everybody, it's just like, okay. <laughs> and then it cuts to Elaine <laughs> Bennis and her fucking yuppie boyfriend. I'm sorry, jumping ahead a little bit, but... But it's just no, like it's fine. And there's so like '80s tools. The fucking. But at neighbors. the same time, this movie's like the whole reason to the movie presents to hate these two people is they look like yuppies. Yeah. That's they, that's the whole reason to hate they're them. They're evil because they're yuppies and they hate the asshole Clark Griswold. But the movie kind of already presents as being an asshole, so. Oh, uh, and, like, it's funny that, like... He ruins their lives, and we're supposed to be like, yeah, good for him. It's just, and, then, like, it's funny, because, like, these yuppies are so yuppie-ish. Like, why aren't they just living in, a, like, an apartment downtown? Why did they get, like, a McMansion in this, like, residential neighborhood with cats and dogs and kids? Like, I, I, it's, this is one thing so, where it's like, the, the, these yuppie neighbors are total punching bags. This does not feel realistic in the way this no. movie is trying to be all like, oh, every, jo every little joke's like a slice of Americana. Everything's a relatable joke. This is kind of just, I don't know. And they also don't do anything to earn the ire that they get in this movie. Do they even call the cops on the family or do anything? No, they sure they have just, many, many they times. They just come out of their house while like, like shopping or like they'll be going off to yoga and like kind of sneer at the Ed Clark, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, this is, they come out with a chainsaw <laughs> and hot. I feel bad for anyone who likes this movie that's listening to this, but oh my god. Well, they, they, they come, they get home or come out or whatever. Whatever, they're out with. there. And and Clark comes out with a chainsaw and a hockey mask, which isn't proper protection for this job. I mean, Homer um, did it too, but. And and the neighbor's like, yeah, but that was funny. <laughs> that's uh, the thing! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna, do th yeah, <laughs> That's that's the story of this movie. If you're gonna do it, so if you're if you're gonna break the laws of physics, guys, at least do it for a funny joke and not just because it's like a uh, thing. Yeah. The neighbor comes is like, "Hey Clark, where are you gonna fit that tree? Because it's fucking huge." And Clark says, "Bend over and I'll show you." And the neighbor says, "You got a lot of nerve talking to me like that." And Clark says, "I wasn't talking to you." Yep. That's the joke. What? And he's threatening Elaine Bennis. And for this... is that what he was doing? Yeah, I guess. Well, not threatening, but it's just like yeah. Yeah, he, he, he the, just, is that the joke? What is just disdain so for both instead of them? Of, instead of threatening the dude, he was threatening the lady, and that's supposed to be better. Yeah, what is the joke? 
I just kind of okay. Like, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we can't spend too much time on every joke that doesn't land because <laughs> we'll be here for five days. So he's Christmas. It's just dumb shit. It's just yeah. He saws it in half or whatever, and now it's inside. He cuts the strings that are binding it together, and it opens up, shattering windows and shit. And he says there's a lot of sap in here, and it's also it's a little full. And that's that. And later, the adult, adults, the two parents are in bed, and the whole joke of this scene is Clark's fingers are sticky. While he reads this the magazine. This is something, because I've done this before, that's something I could actually empathize with, though. Like, that, that mm. tree sap gets all over the fucking place. And his wife is worried because their parents are coming, and all they do is fight. Clark sets standards nobody can ever live up to, and he's like, when did I ever do that? And she starts listing stuff, but rather than listening, he just kisses her goodnight, and then her hair is stuck to his hand, and the lamp is stuck to his Is this the most physical hand. comedy in the whole movie? Just the whole thing where, like, yeah, he's just sticking to everything in bed, and then they just turn off the lights, and that's it? Uh, if you don't count him falling over now and then, yeah. yeah. I guess maybe the sled part, but yeah. Um, you I know guess. what, actually, one of the things I did like in the movie was the, um... Uh, the framing thing with the, uh, uh, the, not the maternity calendar. Advent calendar. Advent calendar. That's a good way to count down. Get to give the, sh the story a little bit of a shape and let you know how much time is passing. Otherwise, yeah. the movie fe might feel like it just takes place over the course of, like, a, like a three-day weekend or something. Yeah. yeah. So, at work, Clark talks to the swinger from Raising Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> That's that guy, yeah. Yeah, about how he's going to spend his Christmas bonus on a pool. He already put $7,500 deposit down on it. Mm -hmm. uh, he's good with money. But, oh no, Brian Doyle Murray is on his way. He's the boss. He's followed by Yes Man. He wants Clark to write a report Brian on some food Doyle thing Murray, he's working. He was Scrooge's to his dad, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so it's a very Brian Doyle Murray Christmas for us this year. Um, yeah. He also played a, a Wild West clerk in the first uh, Vacation movie, just throwing mm. that out there. I'm so, I'm, you know what? It would be great if I had well, Murray punched out uh, Chevy Chase in this movie, too. Make it a family tradition. It would be great if everybody did. God, yeah. So, uh, he wants this clerk to write up something, report on some food additive he's working on or whatever. He's going to mention it at a trade this show. This isn't keeping with, I think, the first movie mentioned that like uh, clerk worked uh, in uh, preservatives. At a some kind of yeah. food company. That man is too dumb to work with science. <laughs> so you think he's Clark just thanks... the fancy janitor? Yeah. I wonder how much money he makes because if his bonus is at it's... least seventy five hundred dollars, at least. Um, I wonder. I'm assuming in, that's in percentage of his salary. Money. Like, yeah. oh fuck this guy. Anyway, yeah. I'm trying to think if <laughs> so... he's actually a millionaire. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean... I can't. Uh, Christmas bonuses being that much, I can't do they imagine. Even do Christmas bonuses? Do I mean, I don't know anyone who's ever worked in a job that had Christmas bonuses, so I don't even no. know if, like, even in a, in a job position like this, if they even that's even still much of a thing these days. Because this is thirty years ago, and this already feels kind of old timey. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Clark thanks her for the Christmas card. It was a corporate card because this idiot can't tell the difference. And then in the boss and all his yes men leave. Oh, I didn't get that joke. Clark's, it's a corporate card. Okay. Yeah, Clark says Merry Christmas. This is Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Ass kisser. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever. 
If done well, it could have been funny, but it was but Chevy no, Chase. No, it's just Chevy Chase just being a dickhead, and it's not funny. It's just mm -hmm. like he almost. Got, I get the feeling that's like an outtake and not actually him in character, just being a dick to everybody else on the set. <laughs> so then he's later he's shopping for something lacy for his wife, and the hot lady, hot lady at the counter, has him so flustered he's using all the wrong words. He says it's nipply outside <laughs> instead of nippy. I get that this is supposed to be sweaty, but this is sweaty as shit, this oh, whole comedy so routine. The only worthwhile part here is when she lifts up her skirt, and the, and the kid comes over, and he's like, oh, what you doing, Dad? And he goes, oh, but you get to see a little I bit of that, her sexy hip egg. I but, can't believe how long this scene this goes, goes on. This goes on for a while, and it's so... And also, he's a piece of shit and is trying to fucking get with this chick. Yeah, I, th I this is another he, thing that happens he, he in all these movies. He starts talking that... about how he's divorced and stuff. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, in all these movies, he meets some girl that he's trying to fuck while his wife isn't looking, and this is... And, yeah, and it's his, even weird, because, like, his, his son, like, runs in... Like, he sees him doing this. Well, his son... And yeah, his son kind of shakes, shakes his head, head like, like, oh, a mental dad. Bad. And it's like, yeah. oh, God. I guess you would... After three movies, this would just be, like, a just constant behavior, but... Yeah, it just it goes on forever, and the terrible thing is she's not particularly hot either. So it's even no. more just like she's like, well, she's like penthouse model. Not, oh, of course it's 1989. So actually, for that era, I guess she is like the hot of that. But like, yeah, it's just fuck you, Chevy Chase. Stick <laughs> your dick back in your mouth and go home. I guess the joke is his shocked face when his son rolls up and agrees. And with it's him. like such a like, like, she's like a double take. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see the lines at all of whatever she's talking what? about. She's funny because she's points to her hip, but she's not. She's not wearing any clothing on her hip, so that there's no <laughs> lines. She's not wearing. I mean, she's wearing high cut. I mean, the point is that she's showing off these high cut panties, but like, yeah. yeah I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I wrote whatever she's talking about garter belts, panties. I don't know, but I wrote farter belts, <laughs> and. and <laughs> You know that's how that's how garter belts were invented when someone blasted yeah. that the the seat of their pants out just left the the garter sides out and they're like oh this still actually keeps my pant legs up. So then that scene's over. Yeah. At, at the house, the doorbell rings over and over, getting deeper and deeper because doom is coming or whatever, and it's all the grandparents. They're already arguing. I guess everyone everybody forgot that there's fourteen thousand old people coming to the house. Mm-hmm. And after everyone everything calms down. Clark ditches his family to go outside to park the cars and do shit because he's a fuckwad and didn't hang the lights before everybody got there because yeah. he wants to leave his family alone with these grandparents nobody can stand. I wonder, is there a service? There's got to be people you can hire to put up your Christmas lights. I mean, if this guy's going to be this fucking rich Probably. piece of shit living in a McMansion, <laughs> like fucking... Yeah, I mean, if you can hire people to clean your gutters and shit, just say, hey, uh, could you string up some Christmas lights while you're up there? Um, he, probably, he obviously gets some a whole sort long of sick, perverted of like... pleasure from hanging them. His 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 lights are tangled. His son has to untangle them. It's a big ball. I, it is joke. funny that he does give him the giant fucking fake-ass ball of lights, which I, it's not the dumb pro. I thought it was... I thought it was cute. His neighbors hope he falls and dies, and so do I. Yeah. So then there's this baffling short scene where he he extends the ladder up to this roof climbs it looks down the extending ladder falls like straight down it unextends it unextends he looks but around. still stands up yeah he looks around it's not the top is not touching anything anymore but it's still at a 45 degree angle hanging in the air and that happened i i i i 
What's wh where's the funny? I I I I guess maybe John Hughes was saving up all of his phys physical calamity for Home Alone, because I guess he was writing that while he was writing this. But like you think like Clark, you think they'd make a bigger meal out of the fact that he's like on a ladder. And like he might be swinging and like crashing through a window or something like that, but no, he just kind of falls down and and there's no punchline to the end of the scene. It just stops happening, and then it just cuts to old people falling asleep while watching uh, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I guess on tape it because it's old. like December fourteenth because they're old. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, they snort because they're old. And we also skipped over the five-minute sequence where the old people show up and, like, are sticking their fingers in their mouths to, like, inspect each other's yeah. teeth. And it's just like this whole... They're doing the whole, like, oh, aren't old people old? And they're everyone's catching up with each other. And you have no idea, like, the, like there's two... Like, the both moms and both dads are exactly, like, look like clones of each other. So it's hard to tell whose parents are even who. This is the thing where I thought <laughs> I at least... <laughs> I read that Chevy Chase's mom is only eight years older than him. <laughs> I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Um, Christ almighty. Uh, that's the thing. I assume, because, like, oh, you're going to see the the parents of both these characters, both, both of the parents of the movie. So it's like, okay, well, like, who's, who's, is it going to be, like, Carl Reiner as, like, Chevy Chase's dad or something like that? No, they just kind of, like, got generic old people from the casting department. And it's just like, well, that sucks, especially for these characters that are going to be out throughout the whole movie. Could have gotten some kind of like entertaining people to actually, well, it's, like... Well, it's not like they do any jokes with them. Well, I maybe oh, you think, yeah, that's that's kind of... The, the biggest joke they have is the, the grandpa snoring. Yeah, that's it. And, and they sleepy. might as well not even be in this movie, other than they're just taking up space and annoying Clark Griswold. But, yeah. So, anyhow, um... Clark is stapling lights to the house. He staples his sleeve. He rips off the whole sleeve. Almost falls off the ladder. It goes on. And then inside, the daughter's bitching because the grandparents are sleeping in her room. She has to sleep next to her brother. And she's like, I had you to know pause the movie out? while mm. watching it just to rewind. She, she, she's bitching while she's supposed to be skinning a carrot. But what she's yeah. at, if you look at what she's actually doing, she's like rubbing a knife against the carrot, like <laughs> I not even that, yeah. skinning it correctly. I'm like, does Julia <laughs> Lewis ever cooked in her life? We we had peelers in the in the eighties. Yeah, no, like, they existed. You like, didn't have to use a fucking knife. <laughs> she's doing violence to the. It's terrible, and that's one of the most remarkable things to, to my mind in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. That's not how she you shred her carrots, mom, for Christ's sakes. She asks her mom if she knows how fucked up it is. She has to sleep next to her brother, and her mom's like, I have to sleep with your father. Which, yeah, alright. You yeah. win there, mom. She's so nervous she smokes up. And then you just yeah. hear her mom from the other side of the house. A moment, the the, the, the the flame touches the cigarette. Like, are you smoking again? And it's like... Doesn't her mom smoke? I think... I can't I don't know what her mom looks like. I seriously don't even remember. All I is know she is everybody Cloud loves old. Raymond? Is that his, was she? her mom or Clark's mom? It beats me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't like these. They, 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 they're this generic, the generic olds they they got from the casting department. It's like they just they just swindled a couple old people from the local like, retirement home to be in this movie. They're not even actors. It's, it's obvious which dad is which because one gives a speech to Clark at the end. Oh yeah, put the stuff in the chest. They're two old balding guys. They could have at least like I don't know, gave the one glasses and the other one not. They're like dressed the same. At least at the <laughs> at the Springfield retirement community, like like one guy will have a long beard, the other guy won't. This is like if everyone looked like Abe Simpson. Yeah. So anyhow, um, <laughs> this movie. 
it's then it's night. He's been hanging stuff all day. He's still stapling shit to the house directly to his roof because he likes his roof to leak. Oh, I didn't think about that. See, I don't know anything. I don't know how homes. So I've never had to worry about this stuff. <sighs> yeah, but you know not to stab things into your. You roof. know what? What I would do if I were rich enough, I would have my home built from scratch because this is such an easy, obvious thing to do. <laughs> and like have LEDs built into the roof, so I'm sure I can, there's like, shit that people that are Christmas, doing that. I could have like all kinds of crazy displays. If I just suddenly, if I just suddenly get paid for a project, I suddenly like put put a big dollar sign on the roof of my house with the LEDs that are built into the shingles. Mm. Fuck yeah, <laughs> you know, fuck this like. Hell yeah. I mean, so is, do people when people put lights up? Like, do they just like? It's, this is a lot of work for something that you're just gonna take down three weeks later, but. Bill, look who you're talking to I here. Know. And I, you're talking to someone who loves Christmas, but. Yeah. Yeah, I would just keep the shit up all year round. Some people do. Yeah. Oh, and it, so this is the funny thing where he slides off the roof. You used the word funny? Did I use funny? Did I, did I use that by accident? I wasn't paying attention. You, you must have, because... <laughs> so he's got a wire wrapped around his leg, and the music is telling me... Oh, it is the most farty, like... And then he falls. You know, because Home Alone at least had John Williams, so that fart music at least had a little bit of class. <laughs> this is just like someone shitting on a tuba, and like that's the whole soundtrack <laughs> of this whole scene. It's just like, oh. I'm Bill. <sighs> I am so glad you didn't love this movie because I was, I, was I was surprised at how this was. You were ready to love it, and like the fucking okay, we're gonna get to this, but the fucking house that so, the okay, fucking neighbors falls... are living in looks like a set from like fucking. This looks like a fucking Disney Channel. Like, this does not so, look hold like on. a... So, you know, yeah. He falls, goes headfirst off the roof, manages to catch the glitter, glitter sadly saving himself. Man, and inches my friend Erica the... actually fell off her roof doing... Not doing the exact same thing, but uh, she uh, saved herself by grabbing onto the gutter just like... Uh, Chevy Chase does here, but she did mm. not have the benefit of wearing gloves and also being Ugh. in a terrible uh, blockbuster comedy. And the yeah. gutter ripped off the Oof. roof, and she slid off, and of Ugh. course the metal just acted like a knife that just sliced all the tendons mm -mm. in her hand. Mm -mm. And just, yeah, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I hate you so much for telling me that story. It's, it's the hand version of Imagine sliding down a banister, and suddenly oh. the banister turns into a razor blade. It's like, ah, no. no. Thank you. Merry Whoa. Christmas to you. Anyway. Oh my god, you're gonna, I'm gonna need you to censor that whole story when you edit. <laughs> you know what, actually, just if I do that, I'll just sound like pornographic. She, when she did the honk, <laughs> and it went into her honk. Oh, anyhow, anyhow, so he starts inching towards the ladder, and but then, then the gutter comes off the house, it comes loose, sending a spear of frozen water, which is commonly called ice, I suppose, yeah. shooting out of it like a gun into the neighbor's house, exploding on something which isn't clear at this moment. It's like just, it, it, make, shot it from makes a, a lightsaber sound. It, it makes it very much a specifically a Star Wars sound, yeah. That's, that's not how ice works. <laughs> what? The, the flies through the air? It flies through the air and, like, makes laser sounds. Well, I guess it's because it lands on vague, expensive electronic also, equipment that they own. It shoots out in a 90-degree angle and just keeps flying that way. I do love the way it's staged. Because, like, this is something I think that if they had some more time and I budget, know, they would have fixed. But it's just so clunky. I know that. Like, you, you can tell I that think, it's on a wire and it's kind of wobbling in the air as it's flying <laughs> through, like, the three interconnected shots they put it through. 
yeah. I think that's another problem with this movie is is it's got like it's got two scenes where crazy stuff like that happens, mm-hmm. but the rest of the movie's kind of played. More it's kind of just it's it's more just uh, interpersonal stuff rather than like the the slapstick stuff. And like if it had been crazy shenanigans all throughout, I could I could deal with this more. Well, but that's one of the things I expected more of the slapstick. Twice. And but the, given how kind of closely the slapstick is done in this movie, I can kind of see why maybe they didn't engage in more of that stuff. But yeah, so yeah, crashes through the windows of Seinfeld and in Seinfeld's apartment. It looks like a fucking looks like a music video from like VH1 from like 1987. It does not look like a place actual human beings live in. <laughs> it looks like if shoulder pads lived in a room. Yeah, and it just it's so obviously just a fucking fake set. Like not even a whole room but the corner of a room. And yeah. oh, well, actually you don't actually get to see it. like no one's home though. But like yeah, no. so the ice smashes into the well, equipment. But like a little it cuts forward a little bit later the the yuppies come home and they see all their well, equipment Clark- is smashed. Clark fellows into the bushes, his wife calls him in for dinner, and then they, they they do come home, and the stereo's exploded, and there's water everywhere, and they can't figure it out. Why did the stereo explode if the window's broke? But they do. They're assholes? Which is weird, because like, they see that something flew, flew through the window. I guess it is kind of a puzzler. Unless you could really see like their window lines up with like where the gutters for the Griswold house and next doesn't. door used to be, or something like that, but yeah. Um, but it's, I do so, like how kind of mystifying, because like, the carpets went, what the fuck happened here? I thought that was kind of funny. But, mm. On the Griswold's yard, um, they're all in their pajamas, and he talks about how many lights there are, and I'm sure there's a famous line that brainwashed people love. He asks for a drum roll, and they drag out the drum roll. He plugs it in, nothing happens. Good. Everybody goes inside. I guess we're supposed to feel sorry for him? Hey, I was burping while I was talking way <laughs> before know, Rick and Morty I was know. a I know, I just saw some Rick and Morty again recently, so that's extra fresh in mm. my mind, but yeah. And, and then at night, everybody's sleeping with one of the grandpas. So, there's a pair of grandparents sleeping in a bunk bed, and wouldn't have made more sense for the siblings to sleep in the bunk bed rather than next to each other? Yeah. I guess they don't want to have the grandpas sleeping next to each other but then if you're gonna put two people together why not put the married couples so like so the grandparents have been separated by gender and then forced to sleep together did but they? in a way I, that like well, presumably so presumably there's three rooms being inhabited by the, the by four grandparents and the two kids and mm-hmm. yeah you're right the way why not give one room to one gra- set of grandparents the other room to the other set of grandparents and then the kids sleep together and make the bunk beds be the one where the kids sleep. Because, like, well, yeah. no, we see the one room. It's two. It's it's only two grandpas sleeping together in the room together. So that means the two That's grandmas weird. are sleeping in another room together. And it's the kids who are forced to sleep. Like, yeah, and at least one thing, you have one bunk bed. And presumably the other two people without the bunk beds are forced to sleep together. But, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, you're like... <laughs> yeah. But the joke is yeah. that the one grandpa... He gets to sleep beneath, like, I think it's a poster of Cindy Crawford. Mm, and there's also a poster of Turtles fucking right idiot. behind him, which is a pretty funny, but... Yeah. yeah. I do, like... So... It cu- mm. Well, it well, cuts the... There's a poster of Cindy Crawford, and it does cut the matte painting of uh, Clark Griswold. He's still putting up the lights outside, and it's a big moon, and the clouds are flying in front of the moon. And it looks very Christmassy. It's very nice. Mm. Just throw it out there. The next morning, uh, Clark opens the attic with some gifts... The stairs hit him in the face. Because I guess he's never opened this attic before. Yeah. 
Well, I'm sure that was a bit of improv because he's like, oh, yeah, that's funny, even though I'm gonna act, it makes me look like I've never lived in my own house before. <laughs> yeah. So he hides gifts in the attic, finding a Mother's Day gift from 1983 in that same hiding spot. Great joke. Uh, and it's funny they have to put 1983 on there, otherwise you wouldn't get that, like, you would know that it's an old, but you don't know if it's, like, is it a year old or is it, like, ten years old, but, you know. Well, I guess also that's when one of the movies came out. Yeah, so. that's yeah, yeah, that's sure. the first one. Which actually, considering that's a summer vacation, that would have been just like a month or two before the events of the first film. Yeah, okay. Mm. So, uh, one of the grandmothers walks up, complaining about how cold it is, and closes the attic. Now he's stuck in the attic. Oh no! Because what? That's not how attic doors work. You can open them from the inside. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this is this is rich we people had, house stuff. We've had. We've, we, we, no, it's not. <laughs> we had, we had a pull-down attic. It's, you could just, it, you could close it from up, up the there. The one thing I understand, cr- too, because, like, also, ugh. have you, so you've lived in a house with an attic, right? Yeah. Did your attic have finished floors and not, like, this weird shit where it's just, like, empty, uh... No, it, it's, it, it did not have Wood slats, floors. yeah, because, like, the, like, there's the, there's a fucking... Again, oh, are you talking about the comedy gold when he steps on some wood and it slaps I, his face three times? What I'm times? talking about how, how clumsily the... Yeah, it's like, oh, God. This shit was old when Chaplin did it in, like, 1842. <laughs> and this is all, like... Because I remember seeing... This is the shit they put in the trailers. And this is the shit that made me go, ah, uh, maybe I don't need to see that one, that movie in the theaters. Which is how I wanted to <laughs> see this for the first time 30 years later. Because, oh, yeah. Man. The uninspired so, um, physical comedy chops of Chevy Chase. <laughs> I like Three but Amigos. Man, hey. You know, if you wanted to completely redo, and it was the 80s again, completely redo a Chevy Chase movie, or a Charlie Chaplin movie, Chevy Chase would be the person to get because it would be just as funny as when just Charlie Chaplin Just as smarmy did. and... Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Still an hour of this movie left, huh? Yeah, it's only just it's still like December 15th and yeah. Everybody else goes shopping. He can't tell them he's stuck up there or whatever. Well, they just leave. There's a whole yeah. thing about how, like, the mom is all like, she's like, oh, we gotta go get Clark. And, and one of the grandpas, one of the 15 generic grandpas in the family is like, ah, we gotta go get food and buy uh, back pills. He'll he'll follow us to the mall or whatever we're going. And so Clark is stuck for, like, the rest of the afternoon in his own attic. I, I really, I just got such an urge, Bill, and... You would have believed me too hard if I had said I read some trivia that they were, had to replace one of the grandpas halfway through. Would you, could, could and you, you would have tell? been like, I didn't notice. Yeah. You could have had a fucking a standy photograph of the original grandpa <laughs> in all the scenes, and no one would have noticed or cared. Yeah. They could have just. It could have been like one of the other actors in the movie just dressed up like a grandpa. Oh, Clark. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts walking around to the attic after everybody leaves. It's cold up there. So he throws on a, a, a fur shawl and then some pink gloves. Yeah, he's totally dressed well, like Madeline Kahn and Bride of Frank, or uh, uh, Young Frankenstein, where he's got like opera gloves and a little turban well, he, and shit. He falls through the ceiling. Well, yeah, floor, he stops walking look on the slats. Onto, and then, onto a bunk bed. Yeah, which I guess that's and, the same bunk bed that Grandpa was jerking off to Cindy Crawford the night before. As, and so he's out of the attic now, right? Well, technically, well, yeah, I he guess. Fell through, he fell through. He can get out, well, right? He'd have to, uh, you know what, I was thinking about that, I'm watching it again right now, and, like, there's only, like, a foot or two of clearance between the bed and the ceiling, and so, Chevy, especially Chevy Chase is pretty tall, he would have to, like, find a way, I mean, maybe, he'd have to, like, make the hole bigger, 
to kind of like squat down and get on the bed. Like, you know what I mean? You if, already you already made the, the hole. If the bed wasn't there, patched. well, I guess if the bed wasn't there, he would have just gone through all the way through and just then he would be out. But I don't know. Yeah. If he could find a way to kick the bed over and then jump down, it'd be fine. There's there, there there were as we saw earlier in the movie when the the camera was panning up from the grandpa in the bunk bed, there would be plenty of room for him to climb down from there. Yeah. Oh man, that city Crawford poster is destroyed now. It looked like it was signed yeah. too. That's even worse. Oh no. Oh, no. I, I'm just saying, Cindy Crawford, 1980s. I ain't gonna go. Tis the season to be jolly, la 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 After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! Oops. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. You can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. Merry Christmas! If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Woohoo! <laughs> then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. <laughs> Pledge allegiance to the flag. The United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives, she just spent them all. <laughs> you <laughs> crack up. So he finds some old home movies and watches them and is moved by the spirit of Christmas. This is the closest touching thing in the whole movie there is because it's it's Ray Charles and he's like singing songs about Jesus. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's yeah, cute because it's, it's Clark and uh, they actually have the guy from the Nightmare Before Christmas kind of dressed up as a younger self in these. I always kind of wonder how they do this because do they just go out and spend like a day or two with like a bunch of people dressed in the 1950s? Because uh, obviously they're not getting actual people's old home movies. Because like you can good. actually see that it's actually some of the same actors as the old people dressed up younger, mm. with like a little kid version of of, of uh, Clark Griswold. But it's cute. It's fine. It's whatever. 
It's whatever. It's the most Welcome inoffensive to... part of the movie, and I thought it was Christmas stupid. Vacation. It's whatever. It's a good song. I don't mean make fun of Ray Charles. I don't know why I suddenly made him sound like Tom Waits, but. So I guess he was sitting on the stairs because when the family gets home and his wife pulls yeah, down a chair, he falls down. I thought that was, but it's not funny because anything Chevy Chase is doing. In fact, if anything, he turns into a dummy all of a sudden and falls through the. Yeah. <laughs> so the neighbors are wearing silver silver workout suits, and the dude says he gonna take off all those clothes, sit down with a glass of wine in the dark, and kiss every inch of her body. She says after you shower, of course, and he says of course, and then that scene ends. Thanks. Are they setting so, up the thing because now it's nighttime and because like fucking Clark is still working on the Christmas lights? Yep, he can't figure it uh, out. Okay. Oh, this is the and whole then, thing where it's all yeah. Okay. Ellen holds the cord. He goes and checks the plug. Someone inside in the garage flips the switch, and they all turn on. Yeah, there's a transformer the in the garage. You know what? My favorite. <laughs> this is terrible. My whole favorite part of the movie. Fuck the whole singing about Jesus part with Ray Charles that just happened two seconds ago. My part is this random old lady i don't know i think she's brand new to the movie i think this again this is not even part of the movie this is an outtake of one of the production supervisors she's getting a cake out of this uh fridge in the garage the mm -hmm. fridge on the garage is a giant like mcdonald's hamburger and french fries at the side i'm like oh my god i want that as a refrigerator when can i get a giant fast food decal on the side for the side of my home refrigerator i was like shit that's that is awesome that is very on brand for you. That is like that is my Ark of the Covenant of of it of movie props. <laughs> I don't want fucking the sled from Rosebud. I want the Big Mac refrigerator from Christmas Vacation. Anyway, so so yeah, that lady she flips the, the switch, switch thing. On, yeah, it dims the whole town, blinding the neighbors who are trying to get some sexy time in bed. Yeah, and, and it shows that like yeah, the rest of the town dims and you cuts to mm -hmm. like the inside of a like, nuclear power plant where Homer has to turn on like the nuclear reserves power and so all the rest yeah. of the lights in the town come back on. But then the garage <sighs> switch is turned off and they all go out again and somehow Clark didn't notice the blinding light and then Ellen goes inside to check the switches while the neighbors are in their house trip flailing farting all over the place. Yeah, and I guess because lights are out now that the lights that lights had eyes had adjusted to the light, now the light goes out and they fall down. And like yeah. and they're making they're making they're making all the neighbors do all the pratfalls they couldn't get Chevy Chase to do in this movie. Because mm -hmm, like they're, they're falling so down the steps and shit, yeah. So she, the Ellen turns the garage lights on again, which lights up the lights, and then, then they get all turned back off. What an emotional roller coaster. <sighs> and then Clark freaks out, punching and kicking his yard Santa, because he's a charming guy. Oh, I didn't realize this is just setting up the ending of the movie with the fucking slit. <clears throat> uh, okay. Because I had yeah. seen this scene before, but mm. I didn't realize it's leading into the ending. Okay. Yeah, so um, his wife gets an idea and flips the switch again as he plugs something in, turning all the lights back on, and hallelujah plays. Hallelujah. Yay. It is pretty Everybody's impressive. So I feel happy bad now. for whoever actually. Because, you know, this oh, oh, obviously before CGI, so someone, uh, probably a team of someone's had to actually yeah. hang those Christmas lights on this dummy house in Santa Barbara, California. Everybody's so happy. The movie can end now. <laughs> Nope, they, we gotta watch it would him. be a better ending than the one we got. <laughs> we, yeah, they should have saved this for the very end of the movie. I don't know. See, I, there, it, at least it would have been like some kind of like a moment for the end. Yeah, exactly. But like the moment as is is just. I mean, the whole plot with the, the the boss resolves, but then it's just Clark and his wife outside, and just nothing happens. She's and it just literally just cuts to the end, and then like mm -hmm. there's nothing happening in that bit. There's no. 
you know, there's no little bow on the movie. It's so weird, but anyway, so, yeah. He hugs everybody because he's so happy. He hugs his cousin-in-law, Eddie, who is also there That is there a nice now. way to reveal that Eddie's there. So I take it he's a staple in these movies? He was in the first one. I think they've done, like, two direct-to-video spinoffs starring him. Because he's the most beloved character in these movies. Which goes to show what kind of caliber <laughs> fandom these movies When Randy Quaid's the biggest draw. Oh, oh man, God. that poor man turned into this character. That's the terrible thing, is, like, he's not really acting that much. Like, no. yeah. Uh, yeah, Cousin Eddie uh, was just... He was in the first uh, vacation movie when the family's driving through Kansas. They end up on his farm. I think he's supposed to be cousin of the wife. And yeah, yeah he's just a real piece of shit. Like, he makes hamburger helper dinner for everybody, but he doesn't make it with hamburger because they can't afford it, so they're just eating the like hamburger helper slime. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. the thing I can say about Eddie is he's obviously dumb as a stump. Yeah. But he does stay optimistic no he's not a bad guy he's just terrible at everything he, else he's just a fucking idiot. he's just poor and everything yeah this but. is this is part of the movie that kind of like hits close to home to me because my sister is cousin eddie if uh, cousin eddie were on meth female mm. and actually out to the fuck people over actively everyone around her because she mm. lives in uh, missouri and she's got 15 kids that she can't afford and <laughs> is constantly leeching it's, off everyone all and, you had to say was she lives in missouri yeah and she fits right in she's part of the fucking landscape now yeah she's she's turned into those one of those troglodytes so so anyway. um they brought their two kids and their dog snot uh they were gonna call it but wanted it to be a surprise Kids can sleep inside, inside, but Eddie wants to fuck his wife in the RV. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, and he mentioned that they <sighs> borrowed the RV from someone else. And they well, yeah. wanted to surprise no, no, Clark. No, 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 no. I don't think they do. I mean, they say later that he says... That's, you know, okay, yeah, okay, but that, that, so it's he's, insinuated wait, 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 that wait. he said here. I, I, I want you to tell me if I'm wrong, because I might be, because I only watched this thing once. Yeah. He... I think in the scene he says he traded the their house for the RV here, but later he says he does what say I told he, you yeah. isn't true. I I had to sell our place and all we have left is the RV. You know, but what? I'm I, I'm pretty sure he says he traded. I got it the here. sound off, but I could f I could for a Christmas vacation. I mean, yeah, script. But... Uh, you know what? The funny thing is, like, if you look up for the script for any movie, there's a site mm -hmm. that like. It claims to oh, be I've a script, that. but it's just a transcript of the movie. Yeah. And it's without yeah, any of the stage directions, so it's just a random list of all the dialogue of the movie. So reading it, it's just yeah. like, oh, God. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. So, no, you're fine. So and then later, the, the dog drinks the tree water under the tree as they drink eggnog. And lots of sad, and I'm sure all of it is classic. I guess they're drinking out of Wally World, World Cups, which is from another movie. I guess they're setting up the fact that Clark says that the dog shouldn't drink the water because it'll dry out the tree. Oh, so yeah. So I guess that's the thing. Yeah, but if Clark was a, a competent man, he would check to make sure that there was water in there at all times. But anyhow. It's um, funny because it Clark's problem isn't the, the, the water. Isn't, isn't, isn't the dog safety. It's the fact that it's drinking. Oh, and this sets up the thing that's why the tree's so dry later. Because yeah. I didn't get that because so, the dog's been drinking all the tree. Okay, yeah. So it ends with them talking about the RV and Eddie saying not to get too attached to it because they're taking it with them when they leave next month. Boom! <gasps> and Chevy Chase does the Chevy Chase does the worst space take I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He just kind of lets it dribble out of his mouth and goes. 
I guess it's hard to do a spit take with eggnog. Yeah, you think you would? I was assuming it's just milk. Although, or yeah. <laughs> spitting out eggnog is kind of the natural state I want eggnog to be. I, I don't want. I wouldn't know because I, I hate eggnog. It's gross. I just tried eggnog, oh, an eggnog flavored cake last night, and I had to spit it Eww. out. Because I keep on thinking some year that like someone's gonna invent a version of eggnog that just tastes like vanilla cake batter. Because that's why I always expected I, it to taste like. And no, it's always just. I went to somebody's uh, house for Christmas shindig a couple years ago, and they had a big punch bowl. I was like, oh man, that punch looks good. It's got fucking whipped cream on top and everything. And I scooped it up, and it was egg dog with, with whipped eggs on top of it. What? And it whipped was... eggs? That's a meringue. What? Yeah, it was gross, oh, and I hated no. it. Just, that boy, just drink milk. It's okay. It just so drink. Bad. Oh, and yeah. other people are like walking around drinking it, like, mm, oh, did you try some of this? And it's like, weird. Yeah, it's, sure did. it's weird how hard it is to find other people who don't like eggnog because everyone else thinks you're fucking crazy. I'm like, man, it's fucking. It's gross. It just tastes like lighter fluid with eggs mixed in. Yeah. Like, it's, no, it's no, 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 likey. No. So, anyhow. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. The advent calendar opens and it's only December 18th. Oh my, oh my god. So, this was a minimum at who? least a week with Eddie and his family? Well, then that's the joke yeah, later who? finds out he's going to be, yeah. Who has family over for that long? No wonder his wife was pissed. Oh, I'm sorry, I was looking up the script because you, that's when he points no, out that fine. he does the spit take in response to the, him saying he's going to yeah. stay until next month. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, at work, Clark gives uh, his boss Murray a gift, which he puts with all the others are all the same gift. His boss doesn't I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be. I know, I, I'm sure nice. they just chose a randomly distinctive shape I, just so the joke I lands. I read that it's probably like a uh, a desk organizer. Exactly. Yeah, because I could see the flat that. part would be like the calendar and the top part's like a pencil holder. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's nighttime, and they're going slow. Oh, but you missed the scene that is the nice awkward uh -oh. scene that goes on for five minutes about how they're not, that he's talking to his boss, and his boss has to pretend to be on the phone, and mm -hmm. I, it's actually one of those things where, like, it's, it's, it's staged, uh, weird enough that, like, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be awkward on purpose, or this is the way the movie is, and mm. it is on purpose, but yeah. Anyway, sled riding, oil, fast, Walmart. <laughs> 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 we'll just get through the yeah, scene that as quickly as Clark does. Oh. Yeah, they put some uh, test lube on it that they. <laughs> they, they don't want to say the word. I'm surprised they didn't call it just test lube. I know they're taking advantage of the fact that like Clark works at like some kind of oil factory or well, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But, like yeah. Oh. Hold up. Let me uh, put this seatbelt on because I feel like I'm about to blast off to Laughter Town. <laughs> I guess it's the, you know what, I didn't register the scene as a physical comedy gag, because it's just Chevy Chase on a blue screen going, wow! Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, there's also the hilarious bit where he talks about how the metal plate in his head got replaced oh. with a plastic one, and he doesn't want a dent it because it'll mess up his hair. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Don't fall in love Clark, with this movie yet. There's Clark still so much more of it left to go through. <laughs> So you have to save for every bite, like every sip of eggnog. Yeah, Clark, that's what this movie is. It's, it's eggnog. eggnog. Yeah, everyone else loves it. We're just sitting there going, it tastes like <laughs> shit. What the fuck's wrong with you assholes? So uh, Clark will be the one to test it out, and he launches like a rocket. Yeah. And then five minutes of him sledding down hills <laughs> through houses. This makes the speeder bike sequence in Return of the Jedi look... Look, wait, that's not a that, that's a compliment if I say it looks better. What am I saying? It's it's not good. It, he's obviously just like Chevy Chase in the studio going, Wow! I yeah. did notice that um, 
I've recently read something on the internet where they were talking about how they did this scene, which is not a big mystery. It's him sitting in front of a, well, not even a blue screen, but I'm sure it's a rear projection set. But, like, there's the initial blast you see mm -hmm. of, like, a, almost like a rocket going through the snow. Uh, what they did, actually, you can see uh, on the pathway of Chevy Chase's path through the snow, through the people at the very beginning, like, the first shot of the sequence. Um, you actually see in the snow there's a bunch of uh, uh, wires in the ground in the path of where the explosion goes. What happened was that in order to create that, like, rocket effect, uh, they used this special explosive. I forget what it's called, but they essentially found a way to take, like, plastic explosives and turn it into a string that, mm. uh, for some reason, uh, when people are logging, when they're cutting down trees, uh, if they don't want to use chainsaws, they found out that if you could take plastic explosives, turn it into a rope, and explode the rope around the base of a tree, that'll blast the tree down. Hmm. And special effects people have found uses for this. And so I guess they took yeah. this, like, essentially, like, nerd's rope of explosives and just laid, like, like half a mile worth of it through this forest and just ignited it. And you can actually see it just laying on top of the snow before, right before Clark goes down the hill. But I just thought it was kind of funny just to see that snow. Yeah, that's, Anywho. that's good trivia. Yeah. So the button to that scene is Eddie saying bingo. <laughs> that's it? All right. I, this is, I, I didn't realize also Walmarts existed in 1989. My, uh, Pittsburgh didn't, didn't get a Walmart until like the mid-90s up at the earliest. Mm. So then it's December 21st. Clark's at work playing with a model pool and his co-worker Does says Does he need to know to what him. a pool looks like? Because it's not yes. detailed <laughs> enough to look like it would be his pool. It's just like a little child's like Ralph Wiggum paper mache model of just generic pool. It's just a blue like rectangle in the ground. <laughs> it's just, yeah, anyway. Oh. So his co-worker comes to say goodnight to him before the vacation and they oh, haven't gotten their right. bonus checks yet and if Clark doesn't get him, he's in deep. And then at night he looks out his window and daydreams about having a pool and Eddie's there for whatever reason. Well, the previous scene then... sets up the fact that like everyone's waiting for their bonuses. Yeah. Which is just, yeah, that, that's the ticking clock for us in the movie now. Yeah, and uh, uh, his, his, his co-worker also says that he got a letter at home, so maybe that's what it is. So uh, then it's only the underwear lady from the store is there, and she takes all her clothes off, but in a PG-13 way. <laughs> it's, well, it starts off because, like, yeah, like, Clark is looking out through his backyard where the pool's going to be, and I guess it's the extended family. He's imagining what everyone's going to be like, and suddenly he imagines Cousin Eddie out there, and he gets all like, ah! And then Cousin Eddie turns into, yeah, sexy mall lady. Oh, I guess it's not a mall, because it's a downtown shopping mall. It's a department store lady. It's just... Cousin Eddie's all... That's kind of what happened. You know what, actually, that would have been... You know what, if they really wanted to make the scene laugh out loud, like, as she's, like, stripping, like, she turns back into Cousin Eddie in the fucking bikini, going, ah, it's actually that joke, but, like, yeah. Um, see, we either wrote a better version of the scene by accident. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're 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 going for like a Fast Times at Ridgemont High thing where she's all sexy in a red uh, swimsuit and she takes it off mm -hmm. and it, yeah. I, what happens? I'm watching it. I don't even. Know. Well, the, but then Eddie's daughter is there. Oh and asks yeah. If, <laughs> asks if he's Santa and why is his robe lifting up like that? Oh, did she? I but she doesn't that. actually ask him that because email. that would have been funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> so why? Is, but, why? I didn't even know Santa had a magic wand. Because <laughs> I guess she's as dumb as Clark and his ass like, are you Santa? Oh god, it's just precocious kid shit. I know I was complaining about the lack of emotional stuff in this movie, but like, this is the most maudlin, like, I'm a poor kid and no one can afford me presents. Is Santa Claus real? 
Santa gave us the shaft last year. And she swears, we which is supposed to be like, yeah. And obviously she's broke. Cousin Eddie's a piece of shit. Can't take care of his kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he says not to worry. Santa always comes to their house. It'll be super cool. Because Santa always visits the rich people. So <laughs> you she's might like, as well like say your- that. That's, yeah. <laughs> I like your house. You don't have to put on your coat to go to the toilet. And you're the always toilet. parked in the same place. Waka waka waka. He sends her off to bed. And she's like, are you sure you're not Santa? And he said he is. And then to himself, he says, I can't even afford to be an elf. Maybe you shouldn't have put $7,500 down. Again, we're on supposed to feel bad for this guy afford. digging himself into that hole for no reason. Yeah. $7,500. How much does a pool cost? How much did the pool that they got? Again, not to turn into a Simpsons thing, but how he much was their pool? Buy, he didn't even buy the pool. It's just a down payment on the pool that he was going to pay for with a Christmas bonus. Why couldn't he have saved that money till he got his Christmas bonus? Put it down. He put does say, I did notice late, he said he had to put the money down so they could start excavating as soon as the, the ground thaws. Which, fucking Stupid. wait a month. Like, what, did you need it by, like, April 15th? Yeah, because, like, you know, that's one thing about pools in Illinois is they are constantly booked up. <laughs> I know. You have in a pools. while to wait between Christmas and when that pool's going to be usable. Don't you have, like, two months of summer in that state? Uh, no, you need that pool done by Valentine's <laughs> Day. Because just because everyone loves a cool, brisk dip in the fe- <laughs> middle of February in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know what? The, the best part is this whole scene doesn't get paid off at all. Nothing else happens about mm. this. Because like the movie mm-hmm. ends on Christmas Eve, so you never get to see if she gets what she gets or what. A it's gift. This, this yeah, maybe it was one of the burned presents under the tree. <laughs> he gets her the remains of his sled that Uncle Eddie uh, uh, picks out of the garbage later. But, yeah. So later, everybody's arguing in the dining room. Clark goes and looks out the window, and his wife's like, What are you looking at? And he's like, Oh, cool winter morn, and some asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into the sewer. And it's Eddie. And he says, Shitter was full. There I've, it is. I've seen a lot of people. Is this the big quote? The from one the movie? moment everybody loves. Because I've seen people quote this, and I'm like, I was amazed to see this in the movie, Do and I was like, think- That's it? Do you think that stems from them seeing it on TV a bunch of times and then seeing the uncensored version and being like, yay, swearing? Oh, oh, shit, I didn't think about how that would be edited for TV. Oh, what did- Yeah, uh, that's gotta be it. What, did you just say the pooper's full? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, this I is one of those know. things where, like, I could see, like, if you're watching them for the first time, that might be kind of funny and that could be turned into a little meme with you and your family. But, like, after seeing other people quote this and then seeing it in context, and I'm like, it's just, okay. Like I, like, I don't, well, see, must... I don't see why that's, like, the, the most popular line to come out of the movie, but... The shitter must have been full, because it spilled all over this script. Oh, <laughs> oh rah, there's rah, that rah, rim rah. shot. Jesus. How, so Ellen... how James Rolfe of you? <laughs> how dare you, sir? Uh, so Ellen's like, juice. oh, he doesn't know any better, and Clark says he should know it's illegal. It could explode if anybody lights a match ten yards from it. Uh, Which, check off shitter. Even if... Even for John Hughes, that's some pretty clunky exposition just to set up the end of the movie. Christ mm-hmm. almighty, yeah. So we watch Eddie dump some shit. The neighbor comes out for a jog, smells it. Eddie says the shitter was full again, and the neighbor goes back inside. That poor, poor man. Oh, no. 
inside, they talk about how Eddie's broke because he hasn't worked in seven years. He's been holding out for management <laughs> that position. That did make me laugh out loud. Ends. That line, the management position. Mm. Clark and Eddie go shopping for like a year's supply of dog this food. This is the only other Eddie scene in the movie I'd seen before. Mm. Yeah, I do like Eddie... Eddie's like, he's got like a white pleather coat. I do like the thing, like all of his clothes in this movie are at least 20 years out of date, which I did I thought mm. was cute, but... Eddie tells Clark they're broke and are living in an RV, and I thought we knew that. But yeah, whatever. I'm looking at the script now, and it does suggest at the beginning that, like, yeah, they they, they did not borrow the RV that they've been living in it, yeah. Okay. I, I'm glad I wasn't going crazy. Yeah. Well, even, so the, even the daughter, like, in the scene before this, too, is all like, we, 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 do you live in a house that doesn't move around? Yeah. Yeah. So Clark says, ah, oh, we'll give the kids a good Christmas, and after some fake hemming and hawing about it, uh, Eddie agrees and gives him an alphabetical list of gifts. Welcome, and it's welcome, December welcome. 24th, and there's still half an hour. I do like so the big door we're... on the advent calendar. I guess we're introducing two new characters. I it's g- an yeah. Anne who's... Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. It's that guy who talks like this. It's that and, guy! Um, from, yeah, he, he voiced yeah. the doctor in, uh... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. And yeah. I forget who yeah. else. He's been in other stuff, but then it's Mae Questel who did yeah. was the original voice for Olive Oil. And Betty uh, Boop. Yeah, Betty Boop, and she also was uh, be- in Behind the Green Door and Debbie Does Dallas. Mm. Oh, she was active in her <laughs> old age. This wasn't the only live action movie she did. How? Oh no! How active was she in those movies? She was. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> She was swinging from a harness naked in Caligula. Um, one of the funny things watching this movie in HD, I did realize that uh, whatever Uncle Leo, whoever the hell this, this new old guy is, he's the only guy who's recognizable because he's got that voice, uh, his wig comes off, and you can totally tell when his wig comes off, he's totally wearing a bald cap. So I'm glad to see yeah. that actually they're not making fun of the actor for being bald. They had to make him look bald just to do this joke. Yep, to pay to pay humor, nothing at the but the best for I us. I guess originally they were trying to get like George Burns and Gracie Allen. I was gonna say Gracie Allen, which but I think Gracie Allen died in like 1965, so I guess maybe Gracie Allen the second or like a Gracie Allen type. But, but yeah, so it's like the Simpsons joke where Mr. Burns says to get somebody and they're like dig him up. <laughs> exactly, but it's weird that they would go swing for the fences on that casting. But again, for the other old generic people, it's just like eh, whatever. It's just gonna be new generic people in every scene. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the aunt wrapped her j- cat in Jello because it was the '80s, where dementia was considered a hilarious joke. Yeah. So uh, the Clark- tugging of the present with the cat in it is pretty good because I think they're pulling with fishing wire. Uh, I don't mm. think Chevy Chase is that good at physical com- physical comedy to make it look like. <laughs> I didn't. You know what? The the only other thing that actually made me laugh out loud in this movie, I don't know why, but was the fact that the cat's wrapped in wrapping paper that says "Happy Birthday." I mm. thought that was funny because it's Christmas and yeah, I'm easily entertained. At dinner, Clark decides since it's Aunt Bethany's god, this really 80th is the rest Christmas, of the it's still half an hour left. Oh my god! Yeah, she can say grace. Yeah, give it to the lady who's obviously suffering from dementia. That's a smart move. Yeah, maybe so, not the greatest scene in these. I mean, I should be applauding this movie for being a, a comedy from 1989 that doesn't have any like trans or gay jokes in it or anything like that, but. Yeah. Yeah. So she says the Pledge of Allegiance. All right. And then Clark tries to carve the turkey. It's dry and falls apart like it's a xenomorph egg. <laughs> I am pretty impressed by that special effect. That 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 dusty chicken. That's not a chicken. It's a it's a turkey. That dusty turkey mm-hmm. prop's actually pretty good. It does look gruesome. 
But man, it feels like the rest of the movie is this scene where they're eating and there's just these clunky bad sound effects laid over because everyone's well, trying talking... to eat that terrible turkey. Are you talking about the half an hour uh, panning shot of everybody trying to chew? It's one of those things where like... It's great. I would have just shut the movie up. If we weren't doing this for the podcast, I would have just checked out right then and said, you know what? I'm going to see if there's new games on the Nintendo oh. Switch. I need to see if they updated but, the, the, the NES <laughs> game stuff. But, yeah, yeah, you would have missed some of the best parts of this movie, though, because the cat's trying to chew through the, uh, the wires of the oh, Christmas cause now, tree. Because they got the cat out of the box that Mayquestle mm-hmm. brought. Now the cat's running old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the dog vomits under the table. That's pretty good sound effects trash. from the dog. They have to clean that up. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's no an interesting song. choice making the mom, Ellen, wear a tit window for her family Christmas get-together. Because not only does she have the tit window, but then she's got like a splash of garbage on her tit while cleaning up, and it's just, yeah. Uh, also, the sexualization of the mom is a thing that happens throughout the other uh, movies. In the first one, she ends up naked, something, something, something. The second vacation movie, there's a whole thing about how she does a strip tease for Chevy Chase on videotape, but he forgets to uh, delete it so some French criminals steal the tape and turn it into a porn and then kidnap her. It's a whole thing. Hmm. But yeah. Alright. These movies are she weirdly said... horny for the mom. I mean, she's an attractive lady. Oh yeah, she's fine, but like, it's, I don't know. I just don't understand why she said mo- our, both our parents are going to be in town. I gotta get me a tit window. Yeah. I gotta show them I made the breast milks for our children. Mm-hmm. So, Clark uh, goes to get a cigar for the uncle because he said, If you're not doing can give me a cigar. For Monster Dad? <laughs> so, uh, he notices the tree is unplugged, so he plugs it back in and kills the cat. Mm, I, Ma- I, don't, I don't like cats, but what's the joke? The, mur- the murder of an animal that did nothing is, wrong? I do like the flashes and the sparks that are up from beneath the chair. And Great job, John. You're hitting it out of the park with this script. It is like, I'm like, yeah, okay. And I, I, I thought it was cute when they lift up the chair and you just see the scorched shadow of the cat behind. And even Eddie asking if he can fumigate the chair and keep it after as they're throwing it out to the curb, right next to the, all the, right next to the sewer, right next to the, all the Santa uh, and the sleigh I, shit. But it's, 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 it's one of those things where I, like I like smiled in spite of myself, but I didn't think it was like funny, funny. But yeah, that was the one piece of trivia I wrote down though was. The scene where the cat bit the Christmas cord and got electrocuted was nearly cut from the movie. Prior to the first test screen, the studio executives wanted the scene taken out, what? fearing that it might offend some viewers. But producer Marty Simmons begged them to leave the scene in, God. and they eventually gave in to the request. After the first test screening, the audience scored the cat ele- electrocution. Ooh, that's the wrong way to say that scene <laughs> as their number one favorite scene throughout the entire movie. Really? What the fuck was wrong with people in the eighties? Wow. Oh, that's the, uh, I mean, before the, the murder internet. of a cat is the top thing in this. God, I I thought it was cute, but I. I didn't think it was like knee slapping. I didn't. That's, cute? The, that's one of the things where I think they showed it in the trailers all the time. Um, Chevy Chase hitting himself with the planks in the in the attic and the cat exploding were the two things that I just got played. I, out, I mean, like I know. It's one of the things that like I, I, not only were they were afraid that would offend people, but it turned into like the jet, like the thing that the marketing revolved around. And and but like usually with something like that you'd set up like the fact that the cat's an asshole or you something. You do. I mean, like literally thirty seconds before make... that, you see that the cat is chewing on one of the wires, but it's not like the cat was literally introduced like a scene before that, where it's like, oh, Aunt, Ma- Aunt May, she wrapped her cat. But yeah, 
And then, and like, the, even the thing with, like, the, the tree catching on fire in the next scene is just to- as completely random as that, too. At least A Christmas Story did a pretty good job of setting up and paying off jokes. Whereas this mm-hmm. movie, just, it's like, especially everything on this Christmas Eve, everything's completely randomly happening at the same time, and it's just kind of chaotic and not in, not in necessarily the fun, clever way that the movie wants, wants it to be. It's all just, like, just stuff happening. It's just not very well constructed. People are so mad at us if they're still listening. <laughs> I spent, like, listen to these assholes complaining about the joke uh, construction in Christmas Vacation, but... Yeah, no, it's just... Yeah. Again, it's still cozy. Yeah. I can ride with it if I'm not paying attention to it, but, like, mm, yeah, I don't know. So Eddie says the cat used up all its nine lives in one. That's Great. a funny joke, but... I mean, it's not even really a joke. That's like a... <laughs> <laughs> they take the chair outside. Clark says he smells something, but doesn't know the glowing green from the sewer? The Ninja Turtle shit that's shit going things? on beneath yeah. his house, I guess? Yeah. So Uncle Lewis lights a cigar while everybody eats dessert. It burns the whole dang ding-dong tree down. In a flash. His ass like, is on yeah. fire. Yep. It, that's all it burns. It doesn't burn up the rest of the house or anything. And which I guess they set up with the dog drinking the water to make it dried out, but I don't feel like it would have dried out by now, but whatever is it, whatever. I guess they did get their tree, like, two weeks beforehand, which I yeah. would never get my Christmas tree more than two weeks before Christmas, but that's not a But there. also, I feel like if you get a re- I, This is just me, but I feel like you pour some water in it now and then to make sure there's water in it, especially if you saw the dog drinking water. You're going to check that shit. I guess especially if you know the dog's there and, like, can't get rid of the dog, but you better make sure that, like, yeah, at whatever. least three times a day, especially considering... Yeah, I... Again, it's a so comedy, not- and you're not supposed to think about it too hard, but it's... Yeah. Yeah. A knock on the door, Clark gets a letter. It was supposed to be delivered the day before, but it got it fell between some seats, but the delivery boy didn't see it. So everyone's excited, because it's probably his bonus. And he spoils the surprise by telling them everybody he's putting it down as a swimming pool deposit with that bonus check. Why would you tell <sighs> anyone that? Well then, everybody's super hype. He opens it. But he doesn't look at it yet. He tells them about how he put the down payment down on it, and he doesn't have any money. And then he says if there's enough left over, he's going to fly everybody out there and help them dedicate it. It's impossible to see what's coming. As someone who is it's- patently physically irresponsible, physically oh. and physically, <laughs> I know enough <laughs> not to brag to people about the mistakes I've made right before I think I can fix them. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So it's not a joke. It's a subscription to the jelly of the month. It's the gift that keeps on giving all year, Clark. Mm-hmm. So maybe if he hadn't blown that $7,500 on a down payment for a pool, he'd be fine. You think anyone would be in his rights a little bit to be a little put out by fucking Clark being all like, Oh no, I didn't get the bonus I got I wanted to get for my $8,000 down payment pool thing. And, like, mm-hmm. he can't even afford to feed his own fucking... And granted, it's Eddie's fault, but, like... It's funny to see, like, this is the shit Clark has to sweat over is... Oh, God, yeah. yeah. So then Clark says if he wants anybody to get him a last-minute gift, he wants his boss... This, okay, this is the other thing. Head. I've always heard people talk about, like, oh, my God, the epic rant from Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation, and this is it? Yeah, he calls him a stinky, no-good crumb bar. Uh, every, <laughs> What's that? Every one of these movies has a point where... Uh, uh, Clark Griswold breaks down and has a freakout. This is actually the mm. least good one. He doesn't even swear mm. at it. He, I think he calls him a monkey shitter. But it's he's yeah. like he's like he just like freaks out for thirty seconds like Foghorn Leghorn, 
It's or the fucking who's the who's the guy with the rootin' tootin' guns? Uh, Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam, and he's just like yeah, because calls his dog uh, or calls his boss like a no good barf eating piece of jet trash or whatever. But like yeah, he sounds. Yeah, it's just like but yeah, people like love this scene. I'm like really that's 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 it. Because at least in the mm. first one. Right before they get to the amusement park, the rest of his family decides that they will just want to turn around and go home. And he loses his shit. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, ass?" He literally says that. And this, and this, mm. this rant is just like, oh god, it's not that good. Yo. So um, he says that he wants his boss there so he can swear him out. And uh, the RV goes driving off as Clark comes out with a chainsaw and a crazed look in his eyes. And. His neighbors kind of talk about how they kind of wish they had a Christmas tree, but where are they going to find one this hour on Christmas Eve? Oh. And then one smashes through the window right next to them. Take that, you assholes. That'll teach you for living your lives. That's what you get for eating a fruit and cheese plate and lemonade? Oh, it must be margaritas uh, on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. That actually sounds nice. Hey. Staying home. Yeah, and just I was like... going to say, <laughs> sometimes a fruit and cheese platter with wine is nice. Just, yeah, no kids. <laughs> just hang out. Yeah, yeah just fuck and eat. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um... The secret heroes of this movie. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Clark, now danned in a Santa hat and, and jacket, is asked by his wife if that all was really necessary, and he's like, yeah, Lewis destroyed her tree, so I got a replacement. Then he takes his chainsaw and saws off a piece of wobbly stairs. He fixed it. All right. I don't understand in what the was room. there. Like, I guess it's mm. wobbly. It's it been... Well, it's funny because, like, actually, It's a Wonderful Life does a little bit of a joke like that, but they set up that joke, but this joke is just, like, randomly, like, oh, the thing wobbles, so he cuts it off. And that's yep. it. Like, there's... Mm. Yeah, in the living room, where the tree is now, they hear a sound for a while. Then a squirrel leaps out of a tree. Everybody panics like it's a big, juicy rat. Mm-hmm. One of the grandmas faints? It's a you fucking squirrel. You just see her lying down face down later. You don't actually... I don't know if you actually even see her faint. I, no, you see her you faint. Do? Okay, you do. yeah. Uh, except for, like, Mae Questel still knitting and, like, fucking Uncle Charlie's, like, smoking, uh, while asleep. And, but yeah, it's, it's just generic hey, squirrel mayhem. It's the most <laughs> fucking pedestrian fucking lame. This is, like, the end of the movie. It's this squirrel so, yeah, shit. And then our likable hero says he's gonna catch it with a coat and smash it with a hammer. Which, I mean, I'm always for animal violence. Coat, just take it outside. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to murder it. Uh, you have the chainsaw. Just take a chance up to it. His, his Christmas gift should be divorce papers. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the grandpa's gonna go with him. They pick up Grandma Nora. I guess her name is Nora. Uh, she asks if the cur- squirrel is gone. It's on Clark's back. They all scream and freak out and run around again. Were squirrels known for killing people in the 80s? Did I miss something? No, it's just... Uh, you, know, it, you know what they could have done that would have made more sense in this scene? So when they showed the sewer and it was like glowing green... They could have had a couple rats run out of there, mm-hmm. like, to get away from the glowing green, and a rat could have vented up in the, the tree, because at least then you're trying to escape from a rat, because everybody hates rats. People don't give a fuck I, about squirrels. I wonder if, like, they, maybe they could, like, the first idea was that's supposed to be a raccoon, because at least a raccoon would be more physically intimidating, and maybe they're like, 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 
the fizzle, the raccoon's too big. Like it, it's such a big thing that like if it's if you just everyone's throwing around a fake raccoon doll, it's obviously gonna be fake. But with, at least with a little squirrel, they can kind of get away with like you know just like a little squirrel thing. It's a little. You know, I, but it's just yeah, it's the fucking noise. This part where I officially gave up on the movie. I was like, this is it. Well, and then also <laughs> the like the fucking uh fucking Seinfeld comes over from next door because she's upset because. Uh, her well, husband, tells... her, her boyfriend won't confront Clark Griswold, and so yeah. she's gonna so do she... it herself. Well, yeah. she wants him to punch him in the face, and he says he doesn't want to do that. So she says if he's not man enough to do it, she will. So ooh, she's gonna get what's coming to her for putting oh, up with this horrible yeah. neighbor. Clark opens the front door. The dog and squirrel chase each other right into her. That'll teach her. That's what she gets for she living go... next door to one of the biggest assholes in film history. <laughs> She goes home and punches her husband boyfriend in the face. And that's what a rich and fulfilling character. I think that's the last thing we see of them too. Yeah. You see her once more. Okay. So the grandparents want to get the fuck out of there, understandably, but Clark doesn't want anybody leaving. He wants them to tor get as tortured as he is. And they're all in this together. He drops an F-bomb and this one the one F-bomb this movie's allowed for PG-13. Yeah. Ella tells him it's over and people need to leave before it gets any worse, and he asks how it could get any worse. Footage of the RV, RV pulled away from a mansion. Clark's dad talks to him in a side room and tells him, Hey, fuck it, you tried, but it's all cocked up now, and that's okay, you tried. Yeah, I got through it a lot back in the day with Jack Daniels. Clark asks his dad if you're going to read the night before Christmas. He tells Clark, nah, it's your house, you do it. I'm retired. That's a and now these poor bastards have to listen to The Night Before Christmas. I Again, I thought that there was going to be a little, more moments like this with the family connecting, like the the, the Clark and his dad scene. Like, again, I thought there was going to be a scene with like also, him and his son, too, or something like that. But, like, it's the most... Also, Clark being like, no, fuck it, you all are staying. We're fucking in this hellhole together. And the fact that nobody leaves after he acts like that. Well, what that's is wrong with that's these one of the hallmarks of the series is that like Clark suffocating everyone, where like he thinks he's gonna do like a favor for everyone by like gifting everyone like a vacation or a road trip or something like that. Of course, everything invariably goes wrong, and at, right when everyone suddenly decides they want to bail out at the end, because like I said, the end of the first one is like everyone deciding that they that they just would rather go home than rather press forward to. Uh, the fake Disneyland that they're trying to get to. He has a freakout, and he essentially forces everyone... Essentially, almost becomes like a hostage situation at the end of the movie, and that's exactly what happens here, where he's going to force everyone to have fun. Because mm. he, like, he... I mean, he means well. He thinks he's doing this for his friends and family, but at a certain point, like, his desire to force a perfect family Christmas on everyone becomes, like, antagonistic, and he doesn't realize it. And that's what they're doing here. That's supposed to be, sort uh, like, a baked-in part of the comedy here, but yeah. But yeah, so, no, I'm, I'm, but I've never seen anyone in real life have to sit down and read a fucking book on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what they do. As, yep, as he's reading it, he notices that Eddie's back with a man in his pajamas with a bow on him, and a gag at his mouth, being led by a dog chain, and it's his boss. Mm -hmm. And his boss wife calls the police to say her husband was abducted by a big man. Big beast of a so, bulging beast of a man, which I don't know if it's supposed to be a play on the fact that, like, uh, the, the fucking, uh, Cousin Eddie is kind of wearing weirdly tight pants, but. Hmm. You know. So, um, back at the Griswold's house, his boss is mad and fires Clark and tells Eddie he's gonna get arrested. Clark takes the blame for it and tells his boss the Jelly of the Month Club was some bullshit. 17 years of the company, 17 years of bonus, and this year, nothing. You didn't even tell anybody. 
It, but yeah, that's, that's kind of a dump of a rump. But then everybody makes a sad face. You, you, you it really ooh. is. Just everyone kind of shames him by being like, how could you be so terrible? And then suddenly he's mm -hmm. all like, oh, I guess I am bad. And then his wife shows up with the cops. Well, and then he, he, the boss is like, oh, I guess sometimes things that look good on paper don't look as good when you see the people that it affects. A boo. You Clark. Clark. Or no, he doesn't call him Clark. He calls him Carl. Carl. Oh, yeah, because one of the jokes is that he keeps on getting the guy's name wrong, you know? Yeah. Whatever you got last year, add 20% to it. Which makes Clark faint. Now cops swarm all over the outside of the house to Here Comes Santa Claus. They even break down the neighbor's door. For reasons! <laughs> Just, oh, that's the last time you see the neighbor. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what kidnapping an old rich white dude will do for you. They'll tear down the whole neighborhood to get the one rich white pe person who's even richer and whiter than fucking Chevy Chase, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. The cops burst through all the windows and shit. The the window replacement guys must just have a, a rolling bill for this neighborhood. That they just- because so many windows get broken in this movie. Like, it's like the third one in three days, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, way more than three, because there were the windows that got burst when the tree got unwrapped. There was the window that burst when the uh, icicle went through it at the neighbor's house. There was... Well, there's the tree oh, through the neighbor's there's house. There's, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. So many windows. All the windows here. I can't believe if you're going to have a black cop in your, in your Christmas movie, how do you not get the black cop from Die Hard? They got fake black yeah. cop. So they tell everybody to freeze. With Alan freezing, grabbing crotch. I don't. It's like I, you know, it's one of those things where I wonder, like, if that was just like a Chevy Chase thing, or like, oh, this will be a funny bit of improv. Because like, you, I don't. Who, who, what sane person would write that into the script? And uh, I read that she said it was uh, she did it for one scene, and that's the scene they used. Ew. <laughs> who wants to touch that man's no! wiener? Oh, not that man's wiener! Any man in the room, no. even the young children's weenuses, you cup that mm -hmm. before Chevy Chase's. <laughs> Fuck this movie! Oh, and this has gone into the fucking Stark uh, fucking... This so the boss, the boss's wife comes in, and she, he, he's like, "Don't worry about it. No charges are pressed. He did something he shouldn't have." And these, this is fucking idiots called me out on this it. This is a complete. This is how the '80s worked. This is how. Well, this is how the first movie worked because not only does Clark press his family to actually go to uh, Wally World, they find out it's closed, and so they take Chevy or they take uh, John Candy hostage. They take a bunch of other people hostage until Walt Disney shows up. They threaten to, like, kill Walt Disney, but then Walt Disney is like, Oh, Clark, I can understand. One time we went to Florida, and Florida was close, so I sympathize, and so we're all going to give you a bunch of free Wally World mugs and stuff like that. And that's the end of the movie is essentially Walt, yeah. uh, Clark Griswold breaking the law and being a total fucking maniac and being rewarded by some old man who shows up and goes, Oh, you just do it because you love your family so much. You're a good man, so mm. here you are. You're going to be completely absolved and rewarded for being an asshole. And that is the end of every so. goddamn fucking vacation movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Merry Oof. Christmas, everybody. So, the fuck boss Clark asks his Griswold, wife... Fuck she... Chevy Chase. <laughs> his wife asks if, he re if she remembers how he was toyed with the idea of suspending S. McBonuses, and she's like, you cheap piece of shit. And the cop is like, oh, if I had a rubber hose, I'd beat you with it. 
interesting choice. So uh, he says, I, I, I changed my mind. And it's a little late to change your mind on Christmas Eve, isn't it? Probably a lot of people needed that for gifts. Yeah, no, a lot of people are going to wake home with kids who don't have presents and shit because you're a <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah, no, I, I don't so, understand like what people see in this movie. It's not heartwarming. And then the only thing you have left after this is star shit and explosion and then it cuts to the end and that's your end. Hmm. Yep. Eddie's kids look outside, see some red fart gas in the sky, and a shooting star. And I guess that, I guess they think that's Santa. Uh, Clark says it isn't Santa, it's a Christmas star. Whatever the fuck that is, it means something different to everybody, and now he knows what it means to him. Oh, and it is, Whatever that the fucking is. uncle fucking Nightmare for Christmas comes out and says, no, it's so not what? the North Star, it's the light for the stewage plant. Actually watching it now, it is, it is the light on top of some what? kind of, like, scaffolding. What what does it mean to Clark now? It's it, does Christmas mean to him? Does it mean it's to be an asshole and you get your Christmas bonus? Uh, does it mean family? I don't know. Uh, anyway, it just means materialism. Yeah, pool. Know. We're supposed to be all heartwarmed because this rich shitty family is gonna get a pool now, because like the fucking dad's an so, idiot and fucking entitled and oh fuck the, again um, again um, my fucking class warfare part of my brain just wants to beat everyone in this fucking movie with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Chevy Chase worst of all. Uncle Lewis lights a cigar and says, It isn't a Christmas star, it's life for the sewer treatment plant. And Clark remembers what a huge gas bag he is, <laughs> oh, and is no. like, Oh, don't drop that match! But he does, and blows up the sewer, uh, sending the uncle into the air, knocking everybody back, and kudos to the movie cover. Because they almost accidentally did an upskirt shot of the mom, but they Oh, they really? I didn't much. even pay attention. Yeah. Okay. So they... Then, as uh, everything's exploding, the ant sings the national anthem. They all join in, even the cops. Alright. And then everybody sings Christmas songs. Ellen and Clark kiss. He says, I did it. Okay. And then and it then literally floating... smash cuts the, the end. And I was like, what? It's well, not even a funny ending. But then it the... smashes back. No, no. It says the end wrapped in Christmas lights and one of those bulbs burn out and the whole thing goes out and then Chevy Chase is staring like the soul that he never had left his body. I guess oh, that's that the, the joke. joke. Yep. That's the joke. The light went out on the the end and since he had been Can dealing he with see lights that? for the first it's half of the movie, in the it's sky. Implied. It's implied. <laughs> what? What? And so he's stuck in like in a blue screen of death because he just realized uh -huh. he's a character in a terrible fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> what? But don't worry, you Jill, just broke we'll me with your... what the ending of this movie is. He's aware. We get to listen to that shitty Christmas vacation Christmas song again vacation. from the start of the movie. Yeah, actually, one of the second the second assistant director was Frank Capra the third, which. That's terrible to think that the the fucking grandson of Frank Capra, the guy who made a It's a Wonderful Life, wound up slaving away on this fucking piece of shit movie. Fuck this movie, well, man. I, you know I what? Read John I read was... Bill, oh. shut up. I, I read John Hughes asked what, if he wanted to write another vacation film, and he said he would only do it if he had a good story to use. I guess he lied. <laughs> this really does. You know what? It's not that I'm really in love with Home Alone. But I just saw mm -hmm. that not that long ago again, and that actually feels way more Christmassy than this goddamn movie. And this fucking, and I know called, like, again, the class warfare part of my brain's all heated up, but, like, fuck this movie. It's not, even aside from the class warfare shit, it's just not that good. I think, I think, uh, judging from some of the specials I've seen lately, because I didn't grow up watching them, so I had Can't no... Can't shock talking shit on Rudolph. Well, that's a point. That's a perfect no example right there. Yeah, I have no nostalgia for this stuff, and I think a lot of these 
Christmas movies were cheap and got played on TV all the time. And especially a lot of people and when pe- they were kids. People associate them with Christmas and Christmas Eve, and they were on in the background, so they give people the warm fuzzies, mm-hmm. and I think that's where a lot of the love well, for a lot of these movies I even mentioned at the from. beginning of the movie how my mom was like, oh, don't you remember? We used to watch this all the time when we were a kid, and I was like, this movie didn't even come out when I was a kid, much less be on cable for us to watch. Like, yeah. and so even my mom kind of, like, made up, kind of, like, f- retroactively made up memories about how much my family loved this movie. And when I was like, this movie didn't come out until after we, like, stopped doing stuff like that. And uh, I'm, cause I'm, just because she had watched I'm, it a bunch of times on TV herself, but yeah. I'm sorry everybody else loves it and we didn't, but... I... I, it's, it's, I, it's, I don't actually... It. Again, I don't think it's actually that bad, but once you sit down and really really go through it slowly, it is, like, mm-hmm. it's fucking faults just begin to really become apparent and pile up, and it's okay. But again, yeah, you had to kind of grow up with it if you didn't... I can't imagine falling... Like, if it's gonna be in the in the background on cable or something like that while I'm, like, you know, wrapping presents or something like that, that's cool. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, turn this off, it's so terrible. But it's just... Yeah, I'm not seeing I it. I think Oof. they rely too much on, like, physical comedy in it. Well, yeah. And and not enough jokes. And there's not really There's, there's not, not really enough jokes. jokes. The jokes that it. are there aren't very good. The physical humor that's there is very kind of clumsily done. And the movie just doesn't have any heart to it. Yeah. And it's so but the combination of all three of those just makes it just it's just okay. Didn't 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 piss me off or anything like that, but just it's it's inert and enough also, it's hard to get wound up about it, but yeah, it's also, also the VH cover lied to me. I thought I was gonna get to see Chevy Chase get electrocuted to death. And it oh never yeah, happened. well that's an obvious poster idea, but yeah, yeah. And you never get to see him in a Christmas, you know, Santa suit too. But like he's got the hat on. He, he's got the hat and the jacket on. But oh yeah. my god, yeah. So that's Christmas vacation, everyone. It's not very good. No, yeah. it's not. So well, at least Christmas is. That might be the last Christmas we ever do. So this might be the last. <laughs> that might be the last words you'll ever have to say about Christmas on this podcast. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Next year, we'll have to do... Uh, what's a good month of holidays that aren't December-related that we could do? We need to do, like... Oh, all those Hanukkah movies that there oh, are. You do, what, what What? if we just do uh, Eight Crazy Nights four times in a row? <laughs> oh, no. You know what? With everyone freaking mm. out about Adam Sandler supposedly like, getting Oscar contention for this Uncut Gems the movie that he's in, I am tempted to try to do, like, Billy Madison sometime soon. Or, like, one of those mm. uh, Sandler comedies that everyone loves so much. Just say, hey, fuck those it, are... let's give Adam uh, Sandler an honest swing. Those are, like, the uh, class warfare thing of, like, the 90s and stuff. Oh, because poor slobs versus the, the rich elite? Yeah. yeah. Poor idiots like him versus the elite, especially Billy Madison. Yeah. Billy Madison, no, is that the golf one? one. Yeah, yeah, the golf one. Uh, I, my, my housemates and I, we saw we we had little Nikki on a loop at our uh, our apartment for absolutely mm. no reason other than uh, everyone who lived there except for me were heavy metal fans, and mm. there's a lot of he- dumb heavy metal jokes in that movie. But that was. That's that's the thing that first introduced me to the idea of like Popeye's chicken and, and the product placement in that movie is egregious. But that, I guess that's another thing with Adam Sandler movies. But oh yeah, god, so that, yeah, that's Christmas. That, that's, that, that's the end of Christmas. That finishes our December. What a rough December it was what for us. What did we us. do? It was this Scrooge. Scrooged, which was fine. Yeah. But then it was uh, the Grinch and uh, uh, Disney's A Christmas Carol. Oh, the CGI one. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. yeah if we had replaced uh, Scrooge with uh, uh, a Polar Express, it would have been the worst month of our lives. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so I have no trivia for this movie because fuck it. Yeah. Um, I what a little trivia. I even looked up trivia last night before going to bed and couldn't find anything new or interesting. So yeah. So, but uh, hey, that was a terrible. Month. You know what? You it's want trivia? T- There's a book. I forget what it's called. What's the Saturday Night Live book? SNL book. Uh, that has, there's a huge chunk of that book, Live from New York. That book, if you want to find out what Lorraine a dickhead... Newman! <laughs> That's horrifying. If you want to find out what an awful <laughs> piece of shit Chevy Chase in there, there's swaths of that book, and that book is like five, like, it's like 500 pages long, and like a third of that book is what an awful fucking human being. Chevy Chase always mm. has been and will be to people in that thing, so that 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 is the thing that opened my eyes to like, I'd always heard people in passing talk about how supposed what a awful reputation Chevy Chase had, uh, had as a human being. But reading that, like, yeah, from day one, from the moment he stepped uh, stepped foot in, onto that uh, stage at Saturday Night Live, he was just a piece of shit, even when he was nobody, and he never got any better. So yeah, fuck Chevy Chase. Hell's what yeah. are we doing next? <laughs> well, I wanted to do it's my turn, and I wanted to do something that was really, really. You know, we knew it was a known qu- commodity, mm-hmm. and and that's would fine. Get us out of this. We did dungeon. have kind of an awful April of, of Christmas stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna pick something I probably haven't seen in 30 years. Oh no, but, UHF! But watch... <laughs> you got it. We're gonna do that again. Did we do but, that before? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. but um, uh, you and I both love it. We've mentioned it multiple, oh, multiple no. times. Oh no, what is, I can't even imagine what it'll be. It's from 1981. Oh, Muppet. Caper? Hells yeah, we're going to do the Great Muppet Oh Caper. shit, that's my first okay. You know what? You, you got it in one. I'm trying to think of movies I love in 1981. It's pretty much going to be Muppet Caper Raiders. Muppet Caper? We're going to mm. do Muppet Caper. We're going to do Muppet oh, Caper. That should be easy for people to watch considering everyone seems to already have Disney Plus, so. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, I need to write that down because I will forget about it. Um, Muppet Caper. Muppet Caper. That's, Muppet Caper. Can we possibly withstand all that uh, fucking... What's the guy's name in the Muppet Caper? The Socks. Uh, Charles, Charles Groden. Groden. There's so much Charles Groden in that movie. Thieves are not breathing down your neck. <laughs> I never got that joke until way too recently, because he's literally... <laughs> with... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Muppet Caper. Oh, God, I got. I need to strike back, because I... <laughs> Maybe once to turn January into nothing, just a fiesta of shit we've seen before. Oh, God, mm. we'll figure out stuff, but... Yeah. God, okay, that makes me Twitter? happy. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. I realize, also, Bill, that I never say our full names. You're Bill Mudrin, I'm Daniel Rudis. That's a good point. Yeah. Is your name on your Twitter handle? Maybe, I don't know. Because I, sometimes I'll retweet you, but I don't know if people understand that you're my podcast co-host. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Every time I retweet you, I should just add a little retweet note. This is my friend, this is Daniel from the show. Yeah. Me friend. Like when you posted about uh, how you found your Stadia in the class oh, yeah. this week. It was just your on life. <laughs> First edition. God, I forgot about Stadia. on life. I, I almost waited <laughs> in line at, at one of the PAXs to get one of those. I'm glad I didn't. No, Kelsey, we were standing in line for that, uh, for, to get into PAX on the first day, I think. Yeah. And they were handing them out free, and then Kelsey stepped forward and got one. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty good. Yep. I love Kelsey. Because they handed it to the one lady <laughs> in the room. Video games. I love them. 
and then I used it like once and said, ah. Oh my god. <laughs> it went in the, I can't, I don't know why I still have it. Anyhow, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tardy Podcast on Twitter, tardypodcast.com. Share us around. Um, if you made it to the end of this and you love that movie, uh, we owe you five dollars. We sorry. We sorry. Yeah, we're we sorry. sorry. We hate, we hate, we sorry we hate bad movie. We take no pleasure. I mean, we take some small pleasure, but not like, we're not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. We, we just, we take the pleasure in talking about yeah. it, not, uh, making, <laughs> talking about, saying no you like bad things. i'm glad i finally scratched because like i've been like thing. really have been that is like if 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 it like if tardy to the party weren't a thing that would probably still be on my list of things i still have to check off so they bun i mean they must have bungled it bad for you not to like it because you like christmas and you like vacation movies that's the they thing that, it's fucking cr i don't know what happened like the perfect storm of stuff in my life to happen that i never got to see that until literally just this morning so but i'm glad i got to see the whole thing and, yeah, I'm officially out of Christmas movies I care about trying to check up on. Uh. So who knows, if we do Christmas stuff next year, maybe I'll try to do stuff that I already know, but would suspect that, like, you might... I don't know if you would like White Christmas. The There's Santa no Claus? Oh, that's... I've never seen this, but I have no... Inc I don't I don't even have a desire to see the Santa Claus. Um, what about the third one with Martin Short as, as, as The Jack Escape Frost? Clause? I just, I just, I saw the listing for that on cable a couple days ago, and I was like, oh my god, that's terrible, that's t simultaneously a great and terrible title, but yeah, mm. anyway, okay, but yeah, so no, yeah. Tim Allen, yeah. <laughs> Tim Allen may be only a little bit of one rung above Chevy Chase, at least Chevy Chase was never like a crack dealer, but, that we know of, yeah, again, yeah, that's true. God, I can't do Galaxy. Would you ever want to talk about Galaxy Quest someday? Because that's got Tim Allen. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You got anything else, Bill? No, that's it. That's out. I'm done. No, Christmas right. is done. Happy if, New Year. If you, yeah. If Christmas is over now that this podcast is finished. <laughs> oh, I guess Bubble Keeper will be like our New Year episode then. Yeah. yeah that'll be very sweet. Yeah. I'm already yes. thinking about the song they sing about Miss Piggy. The first time mm -hmm. you see her da, 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 in the Happiness uh -huh. Hotel. Da, 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 I, da, I've da, watched da, that. Da, da. I watched that movie constantly, and uh, but like I said, it's been 30 years since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, so no, it's it's been a while. Not not as long as you have, but like but the like the melodies of the music and everything from that. Oh shit, I'm gonna have to look up the soundtrack. There's parts that. that are burnt into my mind. Like, what are you doing here? A very brief cameo. <laughs> Me too. I love Shit. Okay. Yep. Did we do a Muppet right, Caper? So... No, no, no. Did we do the Muppet no. movie on here? No. Oh, okay. Because I just saw the Muppet movie just recently with a friend. I couldn't remember if that was for the podcast or not. Okay, I'm going to shut up. We need to end this. Oh, you're fine. Okay. Here you go. Until next time, keep filling your holes with pop culture. Oh, but it's, uh, so long, Santa. See you in hell, boys. <laughs> Santa, you've left our lives in ruin. Shut up, Bill, ah! you piece of shit. No! I'll kill you. Slap sound effect. Bill hits the floor at the end. Cock the gun and blow you away. <laughs> oh no, I'm shooting. <laughs> Take care, guys.